Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 77, which is Badlands from 1973, featuring a very young Martin Sheen and a young Sissy Spacek, directed by, believe it or not, an even younger Terrence Malick, and it is an absolutely fabulous film. And we pair that with one of Eric Sheely's favorite films, Vincent Gallo's Buffalo 66 from 1998, starring Vincent Gallo and a young and beautiful Christina Ricci. Of course, as we, if you're a Martini Giant fan, you will know that basically Eric loves Buffalo 66 and talks about it a lot, so we figured we might as well do that. This pairing is obviously about romance on the run or villains as heroes, and we've seen this before in movies like Wild at Heart, Bonnie and Clyde, and even Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. But what this does a little bit differently is this starts to get to the root of why are we cheering for these horrible people as they do these things. So it's a really interesting film. And of course, we also get into many debates on the quality of the films and whether we like them or not. And, uh, you know, typical Martini Giant uh, stuff and a great pairing. And thank you to uh, Eric for pushing us in this direction. I would like to say uh, on Martini Giant stuff that we are excited that Twitch is back. We had obviously a few problems when Twitch went down and there was some hacking or going on or whatever happened, but we got our account restored and we will be now streaming again. So uh, on October 16th, which is this Saturday, we will be doing our Gen X John Cusack pairing, which is Say Anything and High Fidelity. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. I'm excited to bring that to you. So please enjoy. Uh, come on and join us on October 16th. That is at twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant. Make sure and subscribe and uh, get notifications when you guys, uh, when we're starting. We usually start at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which is GMT plus eight or minus eight. Uh, so please let us know when if you can join us and we would love to have you there. Generally, the chat always gets very exciting, and I'm sure this will not be an exception, especially since it's such a Gen X uh, wonderland here that's going on. All right. But for now, enjoy episode number 77, Badlands and Buffalo 66. That is fucking hard living, man. I don't know if I can yeah. tell you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I used to be, and, uh, like, I was never really a, like a party guy, but I would definitely do the... The stylish, stay up late, drinking, talking bullshit. Like, that was oh. definitely my thing. And uh, it, it's come to the point now where it's like 9 p.m. I'm clo- closing, closing things down. <laughs> yep. Like well, like, first, thing, first, thing, first things first, I want to milk, welcome a, uh, a new listener. Uh, Casino Thanks. Nice. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Casino Thanks. Hopefully you're not a bot. I but, think it's uh, a bot, but that's all right. Casino, thanks. Hey. Casino, thanks is a bot. All yeah, right, sure. Wait, if not a bot, then please subscribe. Hey, bots, bots <laughs> should subscribe. I wish they bots did. Bots should subscribe. Yes, <laughs> bots should subscribe. Uh, a couple other notes uh, as we're starting today is the first one is that I am. And by the way, feel free, uh, Casino, thanks. If you are not a bot, uh, feel free to um, uh, enter the chat and uh, you know say hello. Uh, but the other thing I want to note is that uh, Dan has been, as he noted er- earlier, has been up for a long time because he's been doing night shoots. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he has to do another night shoot. So uh, he's going to leave, uh, has to leave a little early. On top of that, 
I'm going to go see The Temptations. <laughs> I did not Starlight... know The Temptations still existed. So this I, is yeah. a surprise. Yeah. At the Starlight Bowl in Burbank. Nice. Uh, next week is Kenny Loggins, just to give you some demographic. Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> That's of, right, of the Burbank community. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, next week is Schopenhauer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so yeah. So we're gonna go see Temptations, which I think will be hilarious and fun. Uh, and um, but today we are going to be talking. Since we only have two hours, basically, we're going to try to actually get to it and not deviate too much. Cool. But uh, two, shall we call them, abduction slash road films yeah yeah road duck reduction reduction <laughs> a good reduction sauce exactly <laughs> exactly uh yes i think that the, i i i had a, had a feeling that this is gonna be a good pairing i love both these films obviously eric and i've talked uh, a lot about uh, buffalo 66 but you have not seen buffalo 66 that no. right so that's, that's right. exciting i'm looking yeah, forward to is... mostly for this this i want to yeah. see some reactions for this so I, you had both seen it. So what I like to do, if there's a film I hadn't seen before, like we paired a film with I'm going to, I've seen or I haven't seen, I'll always try to start with the film that I hadn't seen first, first right. to see how it affected my view of the film that I'd already seen. Oh, good. Yeah. It's good. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I like that plan. Con contextually, I figured that's a yep. good way to, to do yep. it. That is smart. That also, is smart. just in case. You know, I don't get around to seeing the sucks. second films. I didn't scrunch it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like it's impossible to scrug's apocalypse now. Now, like that, mm -hmm. I can play that in my on my the back of my eyelids, and it's right. not, not a problem. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was good. it's good to go back and revisit Badlands, which I hadn't seen in uh, in uh, probably four or five years, I suppose. Yeah, probably um, about the same for me. And uh, even though I'm a big Terrence Malick fan to start with, um, and. Yeah. And I've mostly been watching his later stuff on repeat, uh, and uh, to get back into the, the uh, I think this was his breakout picture, Badlands. And so um, he he was two years or three? No, he was three years younger than Martin Sheen is in this movie. No shit, really? Wow. Yeah, I looked it up. Oh my god! So so he's basically three years younger than Martin Sheen, and Martin Sheen looked fucking young. Yeah, he looked like he looked, he looked like, like James Dean. He looked like James Dean. <laughs> well, oh my like, god! Also, he looks. You could tell his son, um, Charlie, uh, he very much like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it. Uh, people said it before, but I really like how both Emilio and Charlie both look like Martin, but Emilio and Charlie do not look like each other at all. They yeah, do. yeah, yeah. They look like different representations of. Yeah, their it's father. really weird. The, the mix is so strange. Yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, like I like the Sheen family legacy is uh, is mixed. Obviously, yep. uh, it's still tiger my, blood. Yeah, tiger <laughs> blood. Uh, but I think about between uh, Martin Sheen generally, I I enjoy, uh, especially in Badlands, Apocalypse Now is early stuff, uh, and then West Wing, which I'm because I'm liberal, obviously I have to like. Um, uh, but uh, I think that the, the the true backbone that will always keep the Sheen family on the right side of history for me is is Emilio Estevez in Repo Man. So like they have a lot of room to make all the shitty movies and uh, Tiger Blood stories that they possibly want. Thanks to Emilio's fine work uh, in 1984. Is I was going to say Hot Shots Part Geo, but that's. No, oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> I loved you in Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's some good business. All right. So, so. 
uh, I gotta say, I know you guys have been waiting for this, but here it is. My uh, my general feeling, I have extremely mixed feelings and emotional you know, roller coaster over Buffalo sixty six. Excellent. You you were gonna say that. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. I, I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah. That, yes. That is that, that is a uh, that. Uh, can we say that Vincent Gallo, who directed this movie, is an abrasive personality? Yeah, uh, he's a huge Trump supporter too. He's a huge no, Trump supporter. Yeah, he yeah, is. Well, this yeah, is the thing: is I, I do not <laughs> no. know. Yes, he is. is. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what he says, right? And like, and he's a he has anti-Semitic and racist things that he's put on he's, online as well. He is. <laughs> he has uh, been on been in an interview. I've saying, never heard that. Well, he's yeah. like he said such radically silly, ridiculous, angry shit that it's hard for me to square his yeah, you don't... persona with the movies he makes, which are incredibly empathic, gentle movies generally. Mm. Um, and <laughs> and I feel like uh, that, uh, I mean, he's you know, narcissistically the star of his own movies. So maybe uh-huh. that's the key. That's Maybe that's the way in. But like, uh, I don't suggest that people look up interviews with Vincent Gallo because he is... Uh, whether he, whether this is part of his shtick or not, he is no fun to listen to. That guy is a real prick in interviews. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And so, like, it, so it's the so problem weird. I the problem I have a little bit is when I'm looking at his character, I'm one. I I have a hard time wondering whether he truly sees himself as a hero or not. Right. You know it's, I mean? it's hard to it's hard to say because like I'm I I slightly feel that he is like the most committed performance artist that we've ever seen. Cause like his, yeah. like his, his whole shtick with like when, uh, with not only the Trump supporting thing, but like when his movie, the Brown Bunny came out, which I'm actually a huge fan of Brown Bunny. I think that that's a really beautiful movie. Um, but Roger, Roger Ebert hated it, famously hated it. Right. right. And, uh, and Vincent Gallo went on this rant saying like, I hope Roger Ebert gets cancer of the ass and dies. And you know, whatever <laughs> it is. And like, I was just like, he did. who the fuck reacts like this? Like that's, it's just idiotic. And of course he did get cancer. Right. Right. Uh, but it's like, uh, he was so, it was so showy and so ridiculous that I was like, how does that guy make these very, especially Brian Bunny, which is as gentle and empathic as a movie can basically be. Right. Uh, I don't know what is real about the, what he is showing us as a, as a personality. It's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. He's. You don't know what he's showing you is real. I, it, like, I don't know. Is, that, is this a, I'm like, I, every time I like, he's so over the top whenever I hear him interviewed, I'm like, this has got to be a fucking act. This is just silly. Nobody actually. Well, okay. So, so this is the no, thing, I right? I think, I, I think, I think what's amazing about this is like, I have to go, I go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, which in itself is unbelievably engaging. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. Right. So, so in a sense that, and I hated the guy, I hated the movie. I loved the movie. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was secretly brilliant. I thought it was completely narcissistic and self-fulfilling uh-huh. Uh-huh. all of these things. Right. Right. And so like, uh, and so part of me is like, if it makes you feel that much this, it must there's mean something, something to it. Yeah. Yes. There's something to it. Oh, exactly. there's definitely something to it. Right. And I knew there was right? Right. right. But part of me has got so many things that he does that are such nastiness. Oh, it's fucking, he's like, his character is not is a likable person at, at not all. Not at all. But you he's see that thing. That's the thing. Okay. And this is a great, like com- the comparison between him 
and Kit in Badlands is very interesting yes. because of the opposition. Like you really like Kit, even though he's much worse. Than yeah, Kit is a fucking crazy murderer. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he is an amoral crazy. crazy but the whole person. point is that he's, he's such a likable person, and everyone so loves him. No, 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 no. He. No. It's not because he's likable, because he looks like James Dean. He looks like James Dean. And he exactly. loves that about himself. Yeah. That's it. He looks like it. And he's charming. To be exactly he's like easy. James Dean. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, like. But he is, he has no, uh, he's not, he is purposely not aware. He's so easy to kill. Shoot the father. And, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. When, like, shooting the people in the, in the, in the, in the pit, in the, in the cellar, the root cellar there. Yeah. That's right. You know, like these, like this, this is brilliant, Chris, because like it, it really is like this perfect, oh, uh, I know. And, like almost empathy test, right? It's like a blade yeah. runner test because like uh, Vincent Gallo in, uh, in Buffalo 66, right? Like if you met this dude on the street, you'd be like, get away from this guy. <laughs> like he's bad right. news. But the thing is both movies have such strong visuals oh, yeah. that guide you through and mm-hmm. make you like characters and yep. they diffuse, they put this kind of patina over the violence and over what they really are because there's something about it that you're attracted to. Yeah, I, I don't mean, think I, I liked any character in Buffalo 66. I Not a them, single I one. Because I think, look, <laughs> for me, he his character in there was like a Lou Reed interview. Lou Reed used to be right. like that with people giving interviews. But you still love Lou in New York. And people put up with that because they're just part of that whole world right gallo he you know he was friends with like i think he was fr- I, i'm almost positive friends with basquiat he was yeah. part of that art world scene in the 80s so he he knew so many people so i know in my life i've known people like that who are like pretentious arty douchebags mm-hmm. and they're still kind of fun and the same they're way christine the same way christina yeah. ricci looks at him in the car with her beautiful eyes. That's the best moment in the whole movie. Oh, it's he's explaining to her and she's just like responding just a little bit. But that same way, she sees beneath that veneer. She's like, if I'll kill you. And if not, we're not going to be friends. Right. I'm never going right. to talk to you. It's again. it's such a it's such a terrible codependent relationship they're in. Like it's you know, like he's but how do you how do you address it, here's the but thing. It's the, how do you address if you had parents like that? By the way, yes. His yes. relationship, the parents' relationship, uh-huh. is just like basically um, uh, Ben Gazzara is her, mm-hmm. and he's his mother. Yes, and exactly. It's basically all, it, all you're doing is he's trying to deal with the pain of his childhood. Yeah, and in a way, she knows that. Yeah, and so she just rolls along with it because you look at the exterior world; it's like it's not very pretty. Mm-hmm. But I. I feel like both movies use these, like the fonts that yep. he used. Yep. And it it still blows me away, this movie. And I know people say, oh, it's pretentious. And I told you the story where he was in front of me, my second date with Nancy. Yeah, that sounded wife. like the most obnoxious thing ever. Like, look at me. <laughs> I'm so special. I, people want to hear from me. <laughs> God, yeah, it's I a nightmare. Know, <laughs> look i told you that like he our second date my wife's and i second date i took her to a theater in santa monica and we saw this and the lights go up and this guy in front of me turns to this beautiful woman and says i don't know should i and there's a guy in the front with a microphone it was vincent that's 
and, and he's just like he looks back and i'm like dude that was because the whole movie i'm like oh my god this is so brilliant and the guy in front of me is kind of like head turning a little bit i didn't know it was him because we just sat down and literally right. he goes up he talks for an hour about the film oh my and god it was just wild. like he just was like i was like dude that was the most beautiful and it was such a great date for us nancy was like wait a minute that's the guy literally when the lights went the out, guy from the know? movie that we just saw yeah, yeah hysterical. And it, it was hysterical. such a great date for us but it, i love this film i love these type of movies yeah absolutely I know like I, really, I i really like how unlikable these characters are you know now i'm gonna tell you i gotta i, I wanna i wanna uh, can i go through it a little bit about yeah. why and I listen at the end, like I said, Eric, I kind of gave you uh, ideas. Like I actually think there's some really amazing things in this movie, but there's some, something very dislikable about it. Could we, I could we actually through. give an overview for the audience? Because I don't. Yeah. Know so I'm going to go through the overview of yeah. you know my impression of this because yeah, you know, I just saw it and it's fresh and et cetera. And why I have certain reactions to it. So it starts off when hit a man coming out of jail, which is himself, right? He's coming out of getting out of jail. And I suppose they're supposed to be in Buffalo, New York, which is weird because there's seagulls. Yeah. There's no seagulls in yes, Buffalo. Yes, because yeah. Niagara and the river. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. true. It's probably close enough for that there's area. There's ports. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the, they do have seagulls near the lakes. Um, but uh, with the whole thing to Canada, plus Niagara Falls is not far, right? Right, right, right. But yeah. But it's not near the sea. It's the near Lawrence the River. Yeah, yeah. So it has. It so feels long. very like it feels very New Jersey. Lawrence, actually. Right? Like it feels yeah, like a yeah. very New Jersey kind of setting. So you know, he it starts off with him getting out of jail, doesn't know what to do, and he has to use the bathroom. The bathroom thing was weird and cool and interesting, and it was a plot uh, twist. So like he's like, I got to use the bathroom, and he's like, this is the, the exit. Boy. He's like, I got to use the he, yes, and that little boy thing comes up a lot, right? Yes. So uh, there's a picture of him as a little boy holding a dog named Bingo, right? That's how the movie starts. I should have mentioned that. But then he comes out of jail and uh, he's waiting for a bus uh, or he's, he's, he doesn't know what to do. And then he says, can I, it goes back to the jail, says, can I use the bathroom? It's like, this is the release line. You got to go the other way, but, but you better catch that bus. It's the last bus into town. So he gets on the bus, he goes into town. And he's trying to find a bathroom, the Port Authority bathroom, the, the bus stop bathroom is being serviced. And he's running around like a little boy holding his crotch, trying to find a bathroom, going to restaurants. They say no bathrooms out of service. Like it's on nonstop, 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 nonstop. Right. And then he finally sneaks into a dance studio where we see uh, people tap dancing and we see a shot of Christina Ricci who is tap dancing, the camera is mostly focused on her chest bouncing up and down as she's tap mm -hmm. dancing, doesn't really see her face that much. That's the sort of the, the entrance yeah, to this. It's the big boobs, yeah, right? It's the big boobs, right? Uh, that's really what it's focused on. Uh, and then he goes to use the bathroom and he there's a guy there who's also using urinal and he yells at the guy, look your own fucking way, stop looking down my pants. At which point the guy looks, and it's a younger, you know, sort of guy who looks a little bit stout, and he keeps staring at him, and he goes, but it's so big, which is <laughs> just basically, to me, this is like anything that talks about him as a specially awesome person, like how big his penis is, why do you have to mention that? You know, like, at which point he beats up the guy. Right. And so to me, partially is like, I think this is very self-serving for his own ego in a lot of ways. I, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So like, there's no reason for him to talk about how big his penis is, uh -huh. but they say, okay, I'm going to talk. And this is, this is, uh, you know, 
wait, wait for it. Cause at this point I'm going, Oh, this guy's obnoxious. Right. And then he yells at the girl, mm -hmm. uh, and then apologizes to her immediately asks for a quarter. At which point she says, you can say, thank you. And she gives him a quarter, by the way, she's completely complacent in, with him. Right. She gives him the quarter. She goes, you could say, thank you. He say, say what, say what, say what? And he's being completely obnoxious. He calls his mom right. on the phone. On the phone, he completely lies about, he's like, I'm in the lobby of this big fancy hotel. I'm very rich. I'm very successful, right? Clearly right. he's not, right? So now they're, now it's like, okay, this is interesting. He realizes like he's making up something about himself mm -hmm. that is not himself and right. presenting that to his mother. Who he yeah, this wants. whole bullshit scenario. Right. right. I've been flying first class. My wife is asleep. Very important. That this very important. Can't right I can't talk. Yeah. I'm just going to, it's like, well, why don't I come visit why you at the big. You just, why can't you just look at this movie? Like, for me, on this viewing, which was, I can't. Well, hold on. Hold on, Eric. I'm going to get through all the good parts. <laughs> don't worry. But I, the, the, the important part is this guy is an asshole. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. This yeah. guy is an absolute yeah, asshole. But, but the thing is, He's the same way you think, well, you could say he's an asshole. It's the same way you can say Rupert Pupkin is yeah, well, psychotic. I, I say he's an asshole in the same way that I say, oh, shit, I'm an asshole. <laughs> like, that's what this There's, movie does this, there, there, I, Hold on, hold on, Derek. I'm not, it's, not all, it's not all bad, but this, I'm just taking you through my emotional journey through this thing because right. I have to get through this part, right? Like, just, just, I'm just looking at this part. The part at the dance studio was really bad for me, right? Like, uh -huh. he does that. At which point he talks to the girl and then total he, homage to Saturday Night Fever, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. He talks to the girl and she talks to him, and then he fucking just goes up and grabs her and 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 looks like he's about to attack her and rape her, right? right. It's like, oh, okay. So this guy really is a horrible person. Mm. A horrible, horrible person. I'm like, oh fuck, okay, this is where this is going. And then he grabs the girl, takes her to her car. Mm -hmm. She decides that's okay. And then he's trying to figure out how to drive the car, which is like, this is a very funny scene, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And he says, where is the, <laughs> where is the, where do you put it in gear? And she like points down to the stick shift and he goes, this is a shifter car. I don't drive shifter cars. I drive well, it, fancy Cadillacs. Fancy <laughs> Cadillacs. As if she was supposed to get him a different car. Right. <laughs> you know? Like it's so, ridiculous. So this is when a moment where I'm going, okay, hold on a second. This obnoxious, horrible person suddenly is making fun of himself. Yeah. Right. In this interesting way. And so I'm like, oh, you fucker, you're toying with me. So I'm starting to get into this. I, I can't relax through this movie. I cannot relax because it's mm -hmm. just going from like, complete asshole to this to that so the problem i have is christina Ricci is is, is gorgeous in this thing and mm -hmm. i just unlike sissy spacek in badlands who i somehow could see that happening i don't see her going from this guy almost raped me to yeah sure i'll do whatever he wants me to do and he's so nice right <laughs> like i don't buy that at all right, right. like it's right. so like it's almost like this movie is saying is like, look, it's okay for me to be an asshole. I can still get girls like this to like me. <laughs> sure, right, right, right. Yeah, you know? sure. So, but, 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 but every time I see that situation, I go like, oh, but he makes fun of himself for those same reasons, et cetera, yes. et cetera. Right? right. So anyway, so finally he gets her in a car. He gets her to pull over the car. <laughs> And tells her to put her hands on the dashboard and not move or he'll fucking kill her. 
And if he does that, then they can never be friends or like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the words right, that are right, coming right. out of his mouth. Right? right. And she just goes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, yeah. she, uh -huh. and, and she just, just agrees with him. Right. And she's completely complicit in everything that's going on at this point. Then he finally gets out of the car. You think, okay, he's made his destination. No, he finally can pee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. The relief. Finally. And we're like, we're like 20 minutes into this movie. And and you you know that probably like three, four hours have gone by at least, and he still hasn't peed. So and he does pee. And when he gets back in the car, he does a woo, woof. Yeah. for a long time and it was cracking me up just it's like hysterical. it was so funny <laughs> because i've i've kind of a little bit been in that situation before of course and you know what that like everybody knows what that feeling is like that right. incredible insane relief and mm -hmm. like how what an asshole it has made you to feel like that you know like it's just yep. like you're so you can't think of anything else you have this horrible building pain and you and you're like it's going to end in shame if you don't figure this out right and i think that that's the uh just i don't want to jump the gun on it but like he simulates that feeling so well and he attaches that the shame of the, the results of that feeling right. to his performance essentially so like everything that's happening for him i'm relating to him because of the kind of pain that he's in is very uh it's something i'm familiar with right right and so it, it like uh all of his all of his sort of writhing because he's uh, suffering so bad is both very funny and I also can't help but go, fuck, I know exactly what this feels like over and yeah. over again. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so again, emotional roller coaster is like, he's an asshole. He's treating her like shit. Right. Oh, wait, this is hilarious. Oh, wait, this don't take it too seriously. Like the way his right. performance. So I'm, I'm on this journey, Eric. I'm listening. I'm not saying like this movie's brilliant. I'm not. I'm basically saying this movie is very 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 interesting the way it's dealing with the emotional it part fucks of this with you the movie fucks it's, with yeah, you so hard big yeah. time right yeah. and so yeah. totally totally get that right? right uh um and then uh then finally he's like okay we're gonna go see my mom <laughs> pretend to be my wife to <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> the girl nice. at which point she just says okay you know it's like jesus christ he just abducted you yeah, like, don't you, you have know, an opinion on this? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not buying her going. Yeah, I'll do it right away. So finally, I'm like, okay, this is not, don't, I'm not taking this this way, right? This right away. Also, we found out something interesting on a phone conversation he had with his mother on the on the, uh, at the uh, uh, dance studio. He says, "I'm going to come over. I want to see the old neighborhood." And he says, fine, I'll come over after the game. So obviously the game was important to some right. extent. Right. He arrives right. at the house, rides at the house, and there's all kinds of banners about the Buffalo Bills, which is a you know, the the football team from from Buffalo mm -hmm. that are up there. And uh he rings the doorbell. He hasn't been home for, you know, we we learned later for five years he's been in jail. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently he's been lying to his parents about being in jail. He's told his parents that he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, had an important job with the government. That's, right. oh, that's what you learn as well. Right? right. Right. And so he tells all of this to, uh, Christina Ricci and she's like, okay, okay. Okay. And so she does that. So he was about to walk into his house and then he feels sick to his stomach. Like, Oh, so you immediately, and he does a really good job of this. You really know that like the, the toxicity that is his family mm -hmm. is worse than being in jail. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, right. Like it, was, it was a. It was probably a relief to be in prison compared to what you're going to get in this house. Right. right. So, it's very very hard uh, to see him do that, and then, so it's a little. Again, I have a little bit of mixed reaction. He gets a just as good a performance as he does of at relief from peeing. He does a really good performance of like, oh, I can't do this. <laughs> right. 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 But yet somehow he feels like he needs. To, I like part of me is like. Why does he feel obligated to do this if he really doesn't want to be there? That is that this is codependency 100%. Like, this I is know, and I totally works. get it. After this happened, I totally get it, right? He right. and and Eric and you and I have been like, there's this feeling that sometimes when you have parents who don't understand what you do, you have this, this, this feeling that you need to show them that you're a good person have done good things you have to have that narrative to, to them to, to them. prove yeah. that you've yeah, succeeded always, yeah i always felt like ben gazzara knows that his son was in prison and mm -hmm. all of that I right think part of this movie is fantasy oh a hundred percent a hundred percent and i i didn't get that until the the the, uh, the, in the, the in incredible the fantasy sequence at the end <laughs> the, well and the house the house sequence as well because sure. what happens right. is is the the door opens and then ben gazzara as you said the dad looks and goes like looks at him doesn't say a word almost rolls his eyes and says your son is here to his mom right yeah right like wow right. what a greeting <laughs> yeah great your what a greeting your son is here <laughs> and then his his mother shows up who's angelica houston fantastic mm -hmm. actress mm -hmm. and and she is a piece of work like oof. she's a manic mess she's a manic <laughs> mess and unbelievably self-absorbed <laughs> yeah like there's it's it's sports and that's it like that's that's the right. whole fucking show with her yeah right yep. right and Nothing so so then he starts to do this very theatrical setup of a four parts of a table where mm -hmm. this constant what he does is you know the mother and father are on opposite side of the table and then on the other on the on the uh, uh, the other side is him and his wife and then he does the camera from each point of view. So basically you take one of the actors out of their seat and then you do a picture and you got three people. And, uh, and he tries to mm -hmm. change how people act around each other when it's just the three of those people, right? right. So they're like right. awkward, awkward, Which awkward. Which is just a nice bit of filmmaking, right? Yeah, that's, that's a... it's, but it's very theatrical. Oh, it's very theatrical. It's very, so like, it's the... very, it's very like, uh, I mean, for lack of a better word, this is the kind of thing that people go, that's pretentious, right? Oh, it's but, totally like, pretentious. Way, what, you, what you just pointed out, which is great, is like the people you're screen have a different chemistry from shot to shot. Right. right? But the acting and, is and almost, is so almost the, the right. acting that they're doing to each other here is Gorilla. not realistic it. at all. It's no. very, it's, it's very, and that's actually the, the good, the good part of it, right? It's, it's not, they're not trying to, they're not trying to do stuff. It's like, it's just like, here are three people. How do they act together? And they're like awkward conversations, eye rolling, not making eye contact. And then when it's just like the two parents and Christina Ricci, they're all doting over her for some odd reason. And then they go back to the other way around. So, yeah, it is kind of interesting. <laughs> it is kind of Can I just say, interesting. Interrupt just for a yeah. second. To, to say that I can't understand a word that Chris is saying, he sounded like an ab absolute robot explosion. Oh, did I do? Like, is it back? Uh, <laughs> but you're coming through fine, Eric. Am <laughs> so, I coming? Am I still a so robot? That's a very strange experience for you right now. Am I still a robot? I, I have no idea what you're saying at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. Literally hold on. nothing. Hold on. Hold on. This it's happens. It's like a vocoder. <laughs> 
Sorry about sorry about this. Okay, hold on. Is that? I don't know if it's happening right now, else in chat, but there you go. There it is. There it is. Okay, is that better? Yeah, I uh, like. I, there we go. You're back. You're back. Okay, how about, so all you heard was, was it back is, and then Eric would go, "Yo, she's beautiful." Yeah. <laughs> robot voice again? It's like you're not? talking to R two D two. Is it robot voice again? Okay, yeah, now you're a little muffled. There, a little muffled. You now you're back full. Okay, how about now? No, now you're good. Now I'm good. Good. Okay, sometimes yep. that happens. All right. Sorry about that. Okay, no, so, so sorry, everybody. No, 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 good. And we should also note that the reason Dan is not showing up on videos is because he can't get his freaking video camera to work. We should really get my goddamn camera to work. Please uh, donate or subscribe to <laughs> uh, to Martini Giant so we can get Martini it's Giant so we can us. get the, the original Martini Giant to get a freaking webcam that works. And so <laughs> instead of having a, a still for him. Yeah, um, it's, uh, it's not the most pro setup we have over here. Yeah. So, so he has a, so, so, so he's, he's standing in this conversation uh, and it's the conversation is kind of, you know, he's basically having a conversation with his mother and Christina Ricci is like talking him up, talking about how great he is. Right. Oh, other thing is that he wants her name to be Susan something, right. Or something, whatever, what or right. He has a specific name that he wants for her. Which is also interesting. Yeah, part of the plot, by the way. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Right, and right. so he says, "Okay," and so she plays along. She talks about how he's in the CIA and how she's a typist, and she didn't think she would have a, as attention, but then he was so sweet to her, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you can tell Eric, what's uh, the dad? The dad was basically like rolling his eyes, like, "I'm not buying this for shit," right? right. That's right. And while right. dad doesn't buy this for shit, the mom isn't even fucking paying attention at all she's obnoxiously Nothing. watching the buffalo game the football game right. and that's all she cares about and then she says do you have any pictures of uh what's the guy the character's name by the way i forgot the name his character's name billy billy do you have any pictures of billy uh and she goes oh i've got pictures and she's all she does she opens up a photo album and shows her picture of herself around different celebrities <laughs> <laughs> right so which is like okay and then and then the the billy is just sitting there uh, rolling her eyes like hey where's that that picture we have of billy they have one picture of their son yeah. one yeah. picture of their son that's the only one they have and I'm like okay this movie's fucking brilliant and you could see yeah. how how like broken this kid is right yep Yep. But the acting is a little over the top. Even Christina Ricci is like way too sweet to be that. You know, oh, like it's it's completely comical. Like it's comical, yeah, comical, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And but at the same time, they make her like unbelievably sweet. Yep. And then yep. and then I'm like, okay, where is this going? And then the dad says, oh well, you know, what's this picture? It's like, oh, that's me back when I was a, a nightclub singer. And they're like, really, you used to sing? It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, uh, do you know who's was singing? Well, hold on, we'll get to that point. We'll get. To, I wanted to get to explain that. She goes, can I can I hear one of your records? Like I have them on tape somewhere. And it's like, here. And then he takes her to the back room, which to me just sounded sketchy because he was a little grabby with her. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's really weird and pawy with her. Yeah, he's really pawy. Like, oh, you're such a sweet girl, my little daughter, my little daughter. And like, and he's yeah. like 
putting his face in her boobs and like grabbing yeah. her ass and like it's really weird really yeah, uncomfortable gross. really gross. gross so he takes her to a back room to listen to some records i'm like oh where is this gonna go where is this gonna go and i'm just i'm just i'm holding my breath like oh this is gonna get fucking gross gross yeah. gross and then he puts on a record that he says this is just the audio track and i get to sing you know the so it's basically like karaoke in a sense right Right. And he puts the record on and he starts to sing. Clearly not his voice. Who is the voice, mm -hmm. Eric? <laughs> that is Vincent Gallo Sr. Oh, that Vincent Gallo. Gallo. Okay. Yes. That's his yes. father singing. Yes. Right. Actual, actual father. Right. right. And But they changed the lighting completely to make him the look like, he's, like a stage. Yeah. And he's singing yeah. on stage. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, you know, very, very artsy in a sense. Very funny. Very funny. To me, at least. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, hilarious. Yes, and then and it's Ben Gazzara, who I love. Right, and and it, the camera is up towards him, so he looks like he's up on stage. Then they got a down shot of Christina Ricci, also using stage lighting on her, where so she great. just looks like completely in love with him, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and is and is singing, and is like, and he's and they do this whole thing. I'm like, oh my god, this is hilarious. This is so yeah. funny. This is so and good. For for folks that don't know who Ben Gazzara is, we I would refer you to our earlier podcast where we did Saint Jack, uh, which is a movie that everyone should see. And also, you will know him as Jackie Treehorn from The Big Lebowski. He, like yes, this dude right. is one of my favorite character actors. He is big in the seventies, in indie film in the seventies. And this was my first introduction to Ben Gazzara. I'd never actually sort oh. of was aware of him as a person uh, right. until this movie, and it made me an instant Ben Gazzara fan. Like yeah. it was a ba it was backlog time once I saw this picture. It was just unbelievable that guy. So it was. I go um, again, Eric. I'm gonna tell you. I'm going through my emotional journey through this this movie, right? Because this was a big one for me, and I was like, this movie's obnoxious. It's all about this guy's ego in some way. And then I'm like, oh my god, this movie is brilliant. It's all about this guy's ego. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it was exactly. like, and it was, and then it was like, oh. And he is explaining to you why he is the way he is and why he needs all this attention yes. and why he right. like, cause he never got it. Right. And That's it right. just gets, right. Right. it's, it's just, you know, I have, I have met my fair share of like extreme narcissist people in, in, in the, in mm -hmm. the world. And I'm like, something made you get that way. Of and course. it's usually a lack of attention that you got mm -hmm. from someone else mm -hmm. that you feel you need to yeah. prove yourself and you need to get everyone's attention because you never got it right. from mom, right? Yeah, and because even, you, you, have, you, you have no actual self-opinion. You need everyone to constantly confirm right. uh, the view of yourself for you. Um, yeah. And so there's no other way to, there's no way to think about other people's point of view outside of their relationship with you. You know, right. And uh, and that's the thing is, like, I think that most people think of narcissism as like uh, arrogant, egocentric people. That's that's one form of narcissism. But right. there's also covert narcissism, which is when you hate yourself so much that you make everything about you all the time. Right. Uh, and uh, and uh, Gallo's character in this is is like a, the you know, he is high and low and high and low every time. Yes, constantly. And he, he and and, and aggressive aggressive yeah. and vulnerable at the same time yes. yes and the thing is like this is the like uh and I'll, i don't mean to interrupt the flow on, on on relating the story but it's just like the the genius of this movie to me and why it means so much to me is that this is one of the best examples and we've talked about this on the show before uh of the reason why i love a film like this is because i see my own 
mistakes and flaws. And I think anybody does. Right. But when you see a character like this and the shame is so huge, you know, or you watch him be a total fucking asshole in a way that you go like, I have done exactly this. I have made this mistake or whatever it is. Right. And uh, like, this is the most extreme and sort of theatrical, theatrical version of what it is like to have these highs and lows uh, Mm. that it makes it, it gives me the ability to see myself from the outside and how I have fucked up my own uh, choices. Right. Uh, Well, which is possible. And I partially, I agree with you, but to me at this point, like remember like at this point I was like, it wasn't until right that the singing part that I was like, oh, yeah, oh this movie's yeah. fucking brilliant. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh shit, because I'm going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth on right. this. So yeah. the movie had not yet become enjoyable to me yet. Right. right. It's an it's, assault. It's, <laughs> right. It's, it's, right. It's so I definitely want to watch this again to right. make it, to, to, to be able to digest it now that I know what I'm getting into. Right. But I, I definitely see its brilliance at this point. I'm right. just going to say that, right? But it's mm-hmm. still, he's a despicable character. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you know, his mother says the, the the titular line of the film where she goes, I've never, those fucking Buffalo Bills, I've never missed a game, only one game in 1966. Mm-hmm. And that's when you were born. I that's fucking you wish were you were born. never born. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all his imagination. For me, yeah. it's like I looked at that and, on this viewing, I, I absolutely was like, uh, I was proud of him uh, because it's so autobiographical and so in his head. If mm-hmm. you asked him five minutes to explain your childhood, it would probably be this. Yeah. And it's, I was like, he got out. He got yeah, out of that shit. Absolutely. Right. In real life, Vincent got out. Right. He went to New York at 18, hang, hung out with great artists, and he got out. Yeah. And that was him. Yeah, saying, but he's also saying that if you, you know, pick up a girl and drag her to the car, she'll eventually fall in love with you. But it's not real. It's <laughs> well, not, yeah, that, it's yeah. Because I, a, I think that he knows. I don't think. I don't think he's actually saying that that's a good thing. I think he's saying, look at what a fucking creepy asshole this guy is. Yeah. You know, like I think that that's the idea. It's like when you're watching Taxi Driver. You know, it's just like it, yeah, no, like, yeah. like like fucking it, taxi driver is not endorsing any of the shit that Travis no. does. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not real, and it's all so in his head right. to try to make sense of his life. I right. it and it's really everything about his childhood in a sense, and it's brave because everything right. in his childhood, the bowling made him feel strong. Right, that gave him the confidence. You know, he right. went there Friday and Saturday nights alone because he had his parents. For me, growing up as as a huge yes fan mm-hmm. oh when yeah i saw this film the I was ending like, whole no two songs in Dude. it and yeah. i was like part of the sunrise and it but it, it was like so brave to do that never in a movie i've seen yes yeah and when like i saw it, i was like this is it blew my because it's everything he remembers about his childhood he mixes it up in what he perceives is this soup and it's not real because when she's all angelic, it's almost like she's in his imagination. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, like, I she think doesn't that say much in the car, just Christina her eyes. Ricci, yeah. Like she's so beautiful. Casting Christina Ricci is part of the fantasy of the of the film. Like, yeah. it, like, like, like people like because even people who are born, you know, the naturally good looking people, like if they are as sort of um, uh, broken as Ricci is, like they're not going to look glamorous like she does in this movie. Like they're not, they're, they're not going to be I taking mean, care of themselves. Amazingly, well. Dan, I, I actually 
I've seen both movies a lot, but I, mm. this pairing was genius, whoever came up with it. Right. And it was, for me, it's like, it's a story of him trying to be loved. And then mm-hmm. I realized with Sissy Spacek, after they first had sex, she's like, that's it? She's like somebody who can't be loved. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is a really great, this is a great pairing. I definitely have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that one. Well, we'll, get, like, to, we'll, get, we'll get to, to Badlands in a second. but Next and, and week, we can... right? Yeah, no, true. no, no, no. We have to do but this yeah. quickly. So, so I'm just trying so to let's get, go, let's get, take, take us let's through, through the end. Okay, so basically, at this point, what we figured out is that uh, after he leaves his parent, we figured out through the process that he uh, placed a bet on the Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. for ten thousand dollars with Mickey Rourke, with Mickey Rourke, Rourke right. as his bookie, right? Uh-huh. right? And his his best friend, who plays, who's actually a really good actor. I love that guy. He's been mm-hmm. in a bunch of things. Yeah, um, he's great. Who's a very slow, mentally slow. Yeah. And he mocks for being slow as well mm-hmm. and is obnoxious about it. But um, Mickey Rourke says he couldn't pay the $10,000 bet. So Mickey Rourke <laughs> makes him agree to take the rap for a crime that he didn't commit mm-hmm. to right. let one of some Mickey Rourke's friends go. Right. And he would do the time in jail, which would be better than getting his kneecaps broken or whatever was right. going on. Right? right. And he decided to take it. So he goes to jail for a crime he didn't commit and then becomes, you know, whatever is going on. So it's like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he, the, the, the bet that he made was on the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Bills famously missed a field goal in the Super Bowl and lost the. What year was that? Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. It was, wasn't it against the Giants. I yeah. think it was. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm not really a big football person, but I do remember there was a famous field goal that they missed and right. that cost them the entire Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So he missed that thing, at which point now uh, uh, Billy has a complete hatred for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, exactly. And I. specifically, his <laughs> and, and his mother and yeah. the guy who missed the field goal specifically. Right. So his goal now, as he outlines it, is to go. Get revenge. Get revenge on the guy who shot the field goal. And it right. turns out the guy who shot the field goal now owns a nightclub in Buffalo. Right. right. That is a strip club, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So uh he finds out where it is and he takes uh Christina Ricci with him. And they end up he's gonna go there, but they're he's the guy's not there. So they decide to stay. I might have skipped a few things. I don't think I did, but yeah, you get the biscuit, yeah. So, yeah, they got they stay at a they stay at a motel, mm-hmm. um, which is which is okay. There's <laughs> there's something interesting about it. He's a bit of a clean freak in an interesting mm-hmm. way. Like, don't touch the drapes and don't do this and then do that. Which also, by the way, uh, 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 Martin Sheen's character does the same thing a little bit uh, in in, in, in Badlands. Badlands. Yeah, yeah. Don't touch it. That's dirty. <laughs> Which is weird because right. he also touches dead dogs for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but <laughs> so uh, so she's sitting on the bed, and she, at this point, she's completely complacent with her with with hanging out with him, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he decides he wants to take a bath, and he's going to have all the hot water because his dad was so cheap he would only let him sit in an inch of hot water when he took a bath, right? Okay. Right. So he's going to fill it up and take a bath. And then he he also has this strange thing where 
he wants to be loved and he says, hold me. And then she does. And he says, don't touch me. <laughs> it's like, how can I hold you without touching you? you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, this is like, that, that sums up his whole it problem. It sums right up there. this whole thing. That, really like, yeah. It's a lot of really smart things in this. Yeah. Like I said, it, to me, it was yeah. harder to watch. Now I, I know that I have a movie like this. You have to be in a certain emotional state to watch it, or you have to mm -hmm. see it several times for it to even out the emotional state right now. To me, it was, mm -hmm. it was hard. It was a very hard movie to watch, uh, but right. I, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, Eric. So don't, but, uh, but she decides I am going to help him uh, or do something. And sometimes she says, you're such a good person. I was like, the guy fucking grabbed you and almost raped you. You know, <laughs> he's not a good person. Yep. He's a horrible person. Yep. But she tells him what yeah, a wonderful person is. basic. Right? No, Why no. Do, well, the same, doesn't do but that. the same question you're asking here is like, how could she like somebody as bad as that? As he, the, this she, is the like. But the the, I'm going to get to that. I actually up, feel. I but, think that that there. I I definitely did not feel the same thing with Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek to me was the epitome of naive. Right? No. With, yeah, she felt well, very it, naive. It, before nope. we like, I, I'm going to step in because I think that that like I think there's interesting comparisons to be made between these characters. But like with the with uh, Christina Ricci uh, in this movie, like this is all like none of these things. The fact that these things don't make sense is yeah. why they make sense to me. Once like, I started they, to make emotional to you guys that she's that this is all fantasy and she's in right. his head, right. She right. is going to act the way she acts the way that she that yes. his head wants her to act. Yes, yes. 100%. So, so it's a fantasy of his of about yeah. himself and what he wants yeah. to do, right? right. So, uh, and then she, you know, he goes in the he goes in the bathroom. He goes, oh, "Can I come in the bathroom with you? It's cold out here." She goes, "Don't look mm -hmm. at me. Don't look at me." Right? Again, it's the the the, the want to be a, a need emotional comforting. But right. I can't be close to anyone, so it's like right, conflict, like right? exactly like the the reason why she like he's like he's embarrassed of his big ding dong, right? It's because like sex is a major motivator for anybody on the face of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. But it's something that's deeply embarrassing. Like this kind of connection at all is hugely embarrassing for him, right? So like something that should be like positive and like hooray for me right is like shameful and he doesn't want to think about it right and then you have her like she's got gigantic boobs because he like his relationship to his mother is zero so of course like his fantasy is like christina ricci like right she's a complete creation of his mind right yeah you know, like she is she represents everything uh that he that he lacked as a child you know, right, and if, but it and is, so, but it is, but it is very chauvinist. Oh yeah, know, like well, yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, of course it is. But like, but, like, but, it, like, it, but it makes sense that it's chauvinist. So exactly, it's hard. Exactly, it's hard to exactly. like. It's hard to like. It's like, hard it's to like chauvinist. It's He's hard to like something so chauvinist and so right. obviously autobiographical in some yes. ways. And but say the, I, I can't I can't endorse this emotionally speaking, but yet somehow it's brilliant. And right, you know, it's the right. same thing we're talking about in, in taxi driver, like taxi driver's right. like this guy's a horrible person. Why are we cheering for him? It's right. the same kind of duality yeah, that I think this, is very this interesting. This is the thing that, that that fascinates me more and more these days, right? It's like the idea that uh we should only watch movies that make us feel good about ourselves with characters that are yeah just perfect and they act great all the time and they they represent these you know impossible standards for morality like right. nobody is like that actually 
Like yeah. that is not true for people. And so I watch a movie like this where I'm like, this dude is a sexist, fucking abusive, like complete asshole. Right. But I also feel like his crazy emotions are both real and represent real emotions that I have, you know, not like for the same reasons, but certainly in the same uh, dumb motivations. Like I make right. all sorts of mistakes like this and having the empathy um, that this movie generates towards this guy who's just a fucking gigantic jerk, uh, like is a way of understanding ourselves better. Right. And I think that that's like, that's why the movies like this are incredibly healthy to watch and, yes. uh, and really, really good for you to watch. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. Like, and so like, uh, and it's similar, like, similar in, 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 Badlands, but it was, it was a very different tone in Badlands. Yeah. And Badlands is very, it's very critical of the audience essentially. Right. You know, yeah. like Badlands does like, it's almost the, the reverse. We brought it in the beginning. I thought it's, I think it's a brilliant analysis. Like when you said that, like these, these, uh, the people in Badlands are like incredibly, like he's incredibly beautiful. Like he right. looks like James, James Dean. That's why we cut him so much fucking slack. That's right. Yeah. You know, he's just like, he's so fucking hot. That's pretty much it. And so we'll create a story where we understand him and it's totally fine. Because we true. want to be around. It really happened. The but ride. the real yeah. guy, it never happened. Right. Right. I mean, the real guy was not as good looking as. Um, yeah, exactly. Martin. Exactly. So, but, so it's equally a fantasy. Right. And so like, when you get to the end of this movie, when you get to the end of Buffalo 66, the fucking tour de force of the end of this movie is one of the most like, for me, it is one of the most shocking bravura bits of indie filmmaking I have ever seen in my entire life. Right. I came, I was like hit by a sledgehammer for the last 20 minutes of this movie. Like, I literally love the rest of this movie, but this was like, I've never seen anything like what he Buffalo. did. Buffalo. But Buffalo. Like, yeah. I was like, this is fucking gigantic. This is gigantic. And it's like, he so beautifully sets you up to uh, empathize and take this un extremely unpleasant ride of his, uh, you know, grandiose self-love and grandiose self-hatred up and down and up and down and up and down until it finally just spills out into complete fantasy, right? Uh, in yeah. the strip club, right? Right. And and uh, and I don't. Wanna, I'm, you can take the rest of the explanation from there, but I, I was just like, from that sequence on, I was like. I just don't even know what to do. When I came from that movie, I was like, that 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 rocked my world. That All that right. sequence through the end rocked my well, world. Well, we'll talk about that sequence uh, in a bit. I'm going to take a uh, a quick uh, ad break as we no, go through it. this. Uh, I, know, I do Before we do that, I want to welcome back Jay. Looks like Jay is back. Nice. Uh, you thank you, Jay, uh, for joining us. And then Mandy's son is also with us, as well as McMonkey Man and a few other people. But thank you so Excellent. much for 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 joining the chat um uh, and we're see glad to see stay back in town we're excited yeah to have you here. absolutely and also uh, yeah i i want to reinforce mcmuckman's Mc uh advice there see killing the chinese bookie with uh, ben gazara as well mm -hmm. uh an, an absolute favorite of mine and uh we when we discussed it before it's a great pairing with saint jack which is basically the same movie only slightly more gentle like uh, saint jack is the is the nice version of Killing the Chinese bookie, and uh, yes. they really, really go well together. Uh, okay, so ad. Okay, so we'll take a quick ad break, and we'll be back in. I'm just going to say one minute. We're just going to do a one minute ad, if that's cool. Perfect. All right. All right. Uh, and for those of you who are subscribers, you guys will not see ads, so we'll be uh, doing that. Uh, continuing to chit chat. Uh, that's going on. But yeah, Eric. Um, 
yeah, this was a roller coaster for me. And I wasn't going <laughs> to, I wasn't going to pretend that I, that I, that I thought it was brilliant, but um, it was hard. It, it was interesting. This was a much harder film to watch than Badlands in some ways, uh-huh. in a lot right. of ways. Well, this is what, like, I love it because of exactly the same reasons. Cause like, this is the kind of thing where I'm just like, I don't want every movie I see to make me fucking happy all the time. Like I yeah. want to be, I want to be knocked off my, uh, like knocked on my ass and make me go, why am I watching this? This is making me mad. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I have problems. I mean, for obvious reasons, you know, with, with, with the, the, the recent political climate that we've had, mm-hmm. uh, I just have problems with narcissism. You know? Oh yeah, well, th- this is, and so uh, so this character to me just had narcissism so deeply entrenched oh, in this character that that I was like, I can't, I don't know if I can deal with that level of narcissism right now. Well, th- here's the like, uh, see if I, I haven't really tried to form this thought coherently, so I, I apologize if this makes no sense. But like, I uh, I'm part of like an, uh, a Facebook book club where we talk about you know talk about books, right? And like, there are a lot of truly great writers that are really meaningful to me and books that I really, really love that it's arguable that they themselves are fairly radical narcissists, you know, like the, like the, the writers themselves. Right. And then there's uh, other writers who are writing these very sort of like um, uh, empathic care about, uh, um, uh, you know, like, advocating care of everyone or uh, groups that are suffering kinds of writers. Right. And what's really weird is uh, oftentimes that narcissists write books that because they are narcissistic, they write books that talk about the internal struggles and thought processes of their main characters because they're talking about themselves really. Right. Right. But because of that, uh, what they're really creating is an object that I can relate to, right? So the experience is not narcissistic. The experience is uh, is communicative and sharing and open, right? And so it creates an, an object of art that people can look at uh, and experience together. And then we go, we all share these emotions. Like well, this sure. isn't. Right. And so you look at something like Buffalo 66, I think it's certainly arguable that Vincent Gallo is a radical narcissist. Um, and uh, that so is Picasso. Uh, and so is Picasso. Well, also and, but, but makers are narcissists in a lot yeah, to of a ways. Point, right? to a yeah. point. Not James Cameron. So, uh, yeah, not, of, course, <laughs> not, of course not, James. Please come on the show. No, Cameron yeah. is not a narcissist. Not at all. <laughs> but that uh, they, 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 like, they create works. And I'm thinking like Norman Mailer, right? And people like this. They, but they create works that are cultural touchstones where everybody comes together and goes, we share a feeling together. Like, and everybody looks at this thing, like whatever, Catch-22, for instance, is another one. Um, uh, that's not Mailer, that's uh, uh, uh But like everyone comes together and says, we all identify this feeling together and that helps us connect, right? Whereas people who are not narcissists writing about specific things outside of themselves uh they what they write about tends to because they get so focused on the thing tends to come off as narcissistic like because there's like because what they're talking about is so completely isolated you know like what this is the life of uh, an alcoholic in new york like and you're just like well that's 
Like, I don't have any way in on that thing. And you're being very judgy of everyone else outside of this. And this sure. is sort of, you know, so the experience is not shareable. And they, the idea is to create something that makes them special and it isn't shareable. And I think that, that that's like, this has happened to, uh, like in reaction to things like Trump, like Trump, obviously, possibly the greatest known narcissist since you know, let's say the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what? Sure. How? Who? Who does he uh, appeal to? Like, he doesn't appeal to narcissists. He appeals to people who who uh, who, who feel like they can't get a break and their families are being hurt. Right. That's right. he's appealing to the like the the lower middle class and uh, and poor and poor white people, like right. who have literally nothing in common with them at all nothing right like and uh and he creates this platform by which they find something in common with each other money right and, well no no it's that it's no it's, the blame game oh you're not to blame it's the other str people. strength oh, okay. of character right? right and so like you have this like there's someone who's standing up for us and that guy look at how rich he is obviously he's got his shit together he's defending us and we need it and need he's telling us he's telling us that all of our feelings that we had in the past are right are, are legitimate legitimate right, right. oh right. you know i've been told i'm not to blame black people but this guy rich guy he's running for president he's telling i can blame them yeah i can exactly. blame yeah so or right. i can blame right. the mexicans or i can like, blame whoever right. right right and then like and so he's providing a common platform right because he's a fucking narcissist <laughs> like right. so yeah. there's this weird reflexive relationship between uh narcissists and their basically their audience right right the uh, the narcissist good or bad because there are like there are people who are narcissistic who are arguably very good people you know sure. in history like you know legend legendary cultural personality people on the on the good guy side um and uh and what they what they do is they they become an icon through which we the rest of us can share emotions and so on the filmmaking art side that's what happens with something like buffalo 66 you will listen to an interview with vincent gallo i promise you you're gonna be like what the fuck is up with this dude? Like, you know, he'll like he'll say the most offensive shit in the world. Like you're just like, right. what the fuck? Who is this guy? And then you see Buffalo sixty six, and you're like, how did that guy make this movie? Like, well, it, I just because I can't, of exactly what happened to that character in that movie, right? But how can he? How can he have like so? Yeah, like I guess what I'm getting to is like I watch the movie and like how can someone who clearly has so is created a thing that creates so much empathy have so little empathy in real life. And it's because he doesn't have any empathy. He is a narcissist. He right. has created a thing through which I can empathize with people. The audience is empathic. He is not, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what's sort of fascinating about this stuff. This movie is a wonderful film that I encourage everybody to see that is very, very challenging. And I it's also... Yeah, don't think you should listen to Vincent Gallo on the radio. <laughs> no. So, so the ending scene... I don't necessarily, and again, like I think I have to see it multiple times to do it. I don't necessarily see it as being completely brilliant. I thought it was very, it's very fun in a way and interesting. And it was a good way to wrap up this story. Definitely sure. a good way to wrap up the story. He basically says to Christine Ricci, he's going to go out for a little bit and get a coffee. But really what he wants to do is he wants to go shoot the guy across the street at the strip club, right? Right. And she says, well, can you get me a hot chocolate? Very hot. And she, he says, okay. And she goes, I have a feeling I'm never going to see you again. And then she tells him how much she loves him or whatever, right? At which point he's like, okay, I just, like, 
whatever. And he leaves, right? And then he gets on the phone and tells his, his you know, slow-witted friend that the combination to his locker at the bowling alley that he can get all of his bowling supplies. He goes, I don't want your stuff, right? And then mm -hmm. he's like, oh, because he's like, all right, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to do this thing, right? Uh, so then he goes in, slow motion scene, walks in strip club, boobs everywhere, goes up where, and he asks mm -hmm. one of the strippers, where is so-and-so, points to the table, and mm -hmm. there is a guy, big fat guy, surrounded by strippers. The guy, fat guy is also shirtless, surrounded by strippers, just mm -hmm. having the most narcissistic fun out of control stuff. Exactly. Right. Right. And right. offers Vincent Gallo a shot of, of some kind. Right. Come party with me right. of some kind. Right. Which point yeah. he takes the gun out of his pants and then when was the matrix <laughs> because i'm thinking the matrix was around it's, the same yeah, time it, it, the matrix is after this yes no this it's not, no 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 yeah. this was this pre-matrix this, this, pre this is yes. that this is before 1990 yeah pre this is yeah. pre-matrix i'm pretty sure i'll double check right and now. that's why that frozen scene was genius right okay so they do pretty much a matrix style shot which was very interesting yeah, the year before the matrix yes okay so it does it's basically he shoots the guy in the head right mm -hmm. and they try to present a frozen moment in time with a camera moving around it now clearly this is an independent film right can't so they don't CG. have can't least, afford, especially they can't kind, afford yeah. the the frozen you know setting up 50 dslrs shooting in a row to do that whole matrix shot thing so right, what they right. probably did is they had a piece of plastic that they stuck on the side of the head and they shot it in slow motion yeah. where he held the expression. Right? Absolutely. And right. it works brilliantly. It's genius. Brilliantly. It's fucking incredible, dude. That, right? that will never be dated in a million years. Yeah. It looks right. incredible because yeah. it is exactly what it is. So, like, so they did that. that this is artificial. He shot the guy and a frozen moment of time of the blood coming out the side of his head. And then, then right. he shoots himself and they do the shot again from the op of Han him. A handheld shot tracking from Gallo's like contorted face with right. a bullet at the end of a long frozen stick of blood flying out the side of his head. Right. Yeah. And like, it's like, you know, it just looks like a piece of plastic goo that they probably just stuck on the side of his stuck head. Stuck on the side of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it actually works very well. Very yes. well. Very convincing. And it goes, of course, well with the music. Yes, that you yep. said, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yeah. Right? Part of the Sunrise is playing the beat of this incredible build. Do, 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 uh, unbelievably good. Right. And this thing is such a, such a huge swing for the fences. And it's so against the grain of even indie film of that time. That's right. It's like, it is just like, it's, it's not trying to be cool. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like right. it's utter everything ridiculous. that he remembers about his childhood. Yes. Yeah. And then when it, when it got to that, I was just like, you have got to be fucking kidding me that I, nobody has the balls to do this. Right. And so that's the right way the movie seems to end. And then it goes back towards, he doesn't, he doesn't get into the, or he, he goes in, but he doesn't, that he changes his mind and walks out. Right. right? Yeah. So basically it's a, a go back in time and the there's a choice you made. That whole scene is that he goes out before he goes in, he calls the guy, his friend, and Rocky or whatever, and he says, right. "You can have my 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 locker at right. the bowling alley. Yeah. Have all this stuff." And it was to me that was 
really a scene from uh, what's it was it was like um, Broadway Danny Rose where he gives Barney Dunn. You know, yeah. he pays for his whole house. You have to do that. For the love of God, Barney Dunn, may God forgive me. Barney well, Dunn, who the hell is that? Right. <laughs> Barney so, Dunn. Bar Barney Dunn, and he pays for his whole thing. But he doesn't shoot him, and he walks out, and he calls him back, and he's like, you're not getting anything. You're not getting any of my stuff. And then he's right. like, yeah, I ran into the football player. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. He's like an ordinary guy. And that was, to right. me, like... Yeah. Funny... And that's, a, that's a perfect example, right? Because, like, I'm sure that in real life, we talked about it before, like, in real life, I'm sure that Woody Allen is an unpleasantly narcissistic yes. person to be around, right? But yes. he made, he's made at least... A great two. babysitter, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, obviously. But the, the, he's made at least two of the most beautiful empathic love story movies oh i have ever seen right yeah, that, and that and sisters and, is incredible though and i mean like yeah, or annie, annie hall annie you know, hall all, like, yeah like broadway like absolutely and like lou canova lou canova can, can i say one thing dan can i say one thing dan oh actually no sorry sorry can i, I do one thing yes you let, can, let her Go ahead, Erica. Go ahead, Eric. You keep going. No, we we said that on purpose to get ourselves to shut up. Please tell us. There was a lot of those. There was an homage to those great um, filmmakers. A lot yes. of that, and even his choice of font, his choice of framing, where he's at the bottom left, mm -hmm. and the whole room. It's beautiful. It's. Right. I mean. Oh, it's it's incredible. Like so, like yeah, this this, this especially this last scene post nightclub, like the last scene where he goes and buys the cookie, is uh, right. for for me that is up there with like big night with great endings of all time. Uh, right. Like it is such a well, beautiful... it's it's such a beautiful and obviously a big fantasy. Like it's so obvious. It's, I have a girlfriend yeah, yeah, it's now. So it's so sweet and so small scale. And so gentle, and of course you know he's going to go up. You have a girlfriend. Let me yeah. buy you one. And yeah. He gets up there and he's like four dollars. He's like, well, you bought it for him. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's like been that. a good pairing with this movie though. You know, it's been a great pairing with this movie, specifically mm -hmm. on this theme of like dislikable characters and portrayed mm -hmm. in a very specific way. Uh, uh, you said Woody Allen deconstructing Harry. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, what a fucking bitter, bitter film that is, man. No, wow. I think yeah. uh, Man Bites Dog, too. Man, <laughs> that's actually. Oh, man my bites God, bites you're right. Man Bites Dog, yeah. Man yeah, Bites yeah, Dog would have been. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is up there, too. Yes. Yes. The problem, yeah. Narcissistic horror show. Yeah, so this is, anyway, this is great. So, anyway, yeah, because is, we have a limited amount of time and we only have 45 minutes left, I got we got to get to Badlands because. Uh, I yeah, love that, this film as well, right. uh, and and I uh, want to make sure that we right. have enough time to compare these things. So, ha who in the chat, please respond, has not seen Badlands or has seen Badlands? Let us know. Or which ones have you seen? Have you seen these movies at all, or or not? Because I don't know how much one. I, be I, I believe I may have watched McMonkey Man, a uh, much uh, Buffalo Sixty Six with McMonkey Man. Um, but, uh, oh, Eric Sheely has. We Eric Sheely has seen it. Well, good, because you're supposed to talk true. about it on the podcast. Uh, Eric Scruggs so, yeah, it, guys. Don't 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 it. Okay, so he, Jay hasn't seen it either. Yep, okay, Monkey Man has seen it. Okay, so 
okay, so <laughs> Badland, nineteen seventy-three, Terrence Malick, right? Right. Um, oh and uh, uh, so <laughs> it's such a beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's and, incredible. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, through and through Malick fanboy like one it's and he was very young like i said like charlie um, charlie Charlie martin sheen Sheen, martin sheen was was looked very young and very handsome very he's a very handsome man yes Um, yeah and it was a uh, it was uh brilliant and the soundtrack is brilliant the uh cinematography is beautiful by the way let's just say that is like the cliff notes for tony scott that whole movie oh without a doubt yeah oh yeah And because I think that's true romance. The whole it's like yeah. yes. you know, and don't they use the same absolutely the same joy, music. music? Yeah, same music. Same music. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, Tony Scott knows where he's coming from. You know, like, by the way, that true story that it was based upon mm-hmm. is what was it really uh, based on a true story? Because it oh, says yeah. at the end it's fictional. No, it's a true story, and I'll post because I knew you were going to say that, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going to let uh, you talk though, because that's what Mike Monkey Man told me to do. Right. Let let him yeah, talk. let Sheely talk. First of all, this song is based on that true story. Nebraska. Oh yeah. Okay. Put it in the he put the and link. This in the is middle. actually the Chat. real guy that Charlie Sheen played. Bruce Springsteen. I yeah. really do want a Charlie Sheen remake of Badlands now. If we're gonna keep on keep on going that route, I think that's a good idea. We could do at least do deep fake Charlie Sheen into Badlands. Oh, that's the guy who he's based on, huh? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Yes. Then a really famous photographer, Charles Darkwell, a yeah. thing about ten years ago, based on their experiences, their amazing photos. Everybody. And Brand and like this, because I really fortunately people who are listening to the podcast won't be able to get these links. But uh, yeah, these uh, are Wikipedia. Wikipedia for we'll put the, a, we're going to put a song, new By the way, Charles we're putting Dark a new... Weather and uh, and Christian Patterson, redheaded Peckerwood. Yes. Yes. But yeah. I'm going to put it. We're going to put a new section of Martini Giant this week. I've mm-hmm. talked to the rest of the team about this. We've given it a straight go ahead, and it's going to be um, what we like and links and all that stuff. So I'll show you guys a template tomorrow night. And then we'll get it going this week. Right. Okay. That sounds good. This is going to be cool. Yeah. You'll get uh, more recommendations from us uh, by going to the site. Yeah. We're going to actually, uh, guys on the chat, we're trying to figure this out. We want to make a section that's, uh, we, we said like Martini Giant recommends or Chef's Choice or uh, I don't know, something weird, a Chef name. And, selects. And, Chef and selects. it's going to be like, you know, picks. Like, like I, I want to, I want to suggest something specifically from what I think would be interesting to watch. And Eric wants to recommend. Something specifically that you guys should watch, or or, we, or Dan, et cetera. And it's not it just like not just movies. Rib. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you want to recommend Prime Rib, prime that's cuts. fine. Prime cuts. Oh, I like that. Prime cuts. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. but something something of that nature yeah. where we can like you know it's like all right you know I saw this documentary on Netflix and got it you know watch this right. Uh, oh, Alan's here. Hey, Alan. Uh, Alan Schneller. Okay, so yeah, uh, CNN doc series. Yes, yep, agreed, agreed. So this is uh, compared compared to uh, uh, I'd say one of the most common things I could say about uh, this movie is that the uh, the colors are muted and beautiful in a lot of ways, much but warmer too. It's the most beautiful, and the same guy that did Heaven's uh, Gate. Yeah, it's Haskell Wexler. Is that right? Kevin? No, Kevin. yes. Oh, it's, uh, oh, it's the other guy. Nestor Almendros, yeah. Nestor Almendros, Vilmos Sigmund. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely one of my all-time favorites. 
Pirates. Yeah, yeah. And the 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 yeah. the acting in it is well, it's it's beautiful. And I I almost forgot that it's not the fifties because he really feels like the fifties. But it was shot in seventy three. Absolutely <laughs> you know what I mean? It they totally captured the, and the 50s thing is that there's something... this... Yeah. Go ahead. There's that like because if you look at uh, uh movies a uh, similar period, right? Like this there's lots of like uh, New York realism in that period in, in 73, right? Like I, like even then I, that applies to movies like The Exorcist, right? The Exorcist is, takes place in Washington, but it has a very right. sort of east 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 coast um you know city realism. It's very popular. Um right. and but nobody has really applied that to Midwestern Midwest. culture, right? And and to see it, but I don't want to. I want to. I don't. Right. I don't want to. By the way, this just... film is so ahead of its time for that time period. Yeah. Oh my absolutely god. Absolutely true. Oh my god. And like the way it was shot and the visual yeah. storytelling is so ahead. It's an. It's was, an. It's another world, right? It's it a totally, totally feels like they shot it ten years ago. Yeah. 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 And 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 like the they would never uh, make I, a movie this daring today. They wouldn't make never, a movie like no, this. No. No. Nope. And the thing is, like, I, I really feel like the like the only way we see the Midwest represented now is either in sort of like uh, Trump celebration bull bullshit extravaganza or the crit or the critical version of that where we make fun of Midwesterners on the coasts. Right. And you see something like this where it's like this is a whole different uh, life in the nation. Like it's a whole different thing. Yeah, uh, and it's such a complete world in Badlands uh, that it makes me it makes me go what the fuck like nobody really pays attention to this entire. Uh, it's very sort of section. Yeah, it's that this whole section of the country is either hyper romanticized or hyper criticized. But you see something like Bad Badlands, and it seems so natural and so real and so strange that it's hard to believe that it's part of the country that I live in. There's, there's yeah. something, and I think, you know what, there's something quite, and I think, you know, there's something, I've always liked this film in some weird way, and I didn't quite know why in a lot of, in some ways, but um, I, I mean, I mentioned that crazy road trip I went on with my friend, uh, Keith, which obviously was a life-changing experience to me in terms mm -hmm. of how the, you know, we were just randomly driving in weird directions. Texas, yeah. And, in Texas. And this, by the way, was not shot in the Midwest. It was shot in, in uh, sorry, it was shot in, um, Nebraska. Uh, uh, it, no, no, in it was Montana. shot in no New Mexico. Is that New Mexico? No, yeah, I, yeah. I always thought yeah. it was uh, north. Yeah, it was shot near White Sands, New Mexico, which near the Mexican border down down south. But um, it was quite impressive. Like, like there's there's something about that 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 is those types of long roads and wide right. vi vistas mm -hmm. uh that is uh spectacular in, in a lot yeah. of ways and that journey that they're going through where he's just going out of control and she's just going along for the ride right uh is also kind of something that i think is road films are just i don't know i have a thing about road films about the journey that the characters go through they're literally going through two journeys their personal journey and the actual Ran random just right. just place to place that they go to right. that, that right. gives them these things yeah. uh so it's quite amazing but i'll try to get through the story really quickly to uh so that we can we can talk a little bit about it but uh the story starts off with uh uh martin sheen as a trash collector in a small town in north dakota there's a narration done by sissy spacek throughout the entire film uh which is brilliant writing 
Um, one, I, of the, one of the two greatest narrations I can think of, the other one also being a Terrence Malick film. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. because she narrates she narrates what's happening the whole time, some very strong things in a very calm and soothing way. Yep. And uh, and it's because of her accent and her innocence that makes it such a powerful delivery in a lot of ways. But and the music on top of that. So the sound in this movie is critical in a lot of ways. But basically, he's a he's a, tra tra a trash collector and you can tell he's a charismatic person. And also, like we mentioned, a very good looking guy. He looks like James Dean. He's, you know, jeans and a T-shirt kind of character from the 50s. His haircut looks slick, and he obviously knows he's a good-looking guy. And then he's walking home from his trash collecting, which he apparently just kind of sucks at. He's just like, I've done enough trash for today, and just walks off. Mm -hmm. uh, and then runs into Sissy Spacek, who looks like she's about 16 and plays a 15-year-old girl. But she's actually 23 when she shot that. Yeah, it's, it's real weird. <laughs> like, it's really weird, right? But she's he also in Perry in the similar time period, right? No, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she yeah. did carry around, and so, but she, she's, and she plays that. I don't know, kind of, I don't know, whatever, you know, like the high school girl, like mm -hmm. in 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 a in a sort of innocent way that's really brilliant. She, he says, "You want to go walk with me," and starts to flirt with her, and she's like, "Okay, all right." And then she's like, "My dad would disapprove of you. I can't be with you." And then she still hangs out with him. She, she, he still uh, hangs out with her. They end up having a relationship. Father finds out about it. Uh, and then uh, he says, you know, I can't be seen with her. You stay away from my girl. At which point uh, he decides that he's going to go to her house and start packing her bags and obviously going to abduct her, right? In some ways, <laughs> which is like this nice, interesting parallel to these yeah. two films, right? she walks home with her dad who picks her up from clarinets from music school, which he put her in so that she wouldn't be hanging out with him. At which point he says, you know, I'm going to take your daughter with me. He goes, I'm going to call the authorities, tell the dad. And it's like, what if I shoot you? I've got a gun. The guy says, you're not going to do that. At which point he does, he shoots the dad right in front of his fucking daughter, yep. which is weird. And the daughter doesn't really know what to do. Right. But she also sort of mentioned at the beginning of the film that she really didn't have a very close relationship with her dad because her, <laughs> because, because her mom died when she was young mm. and her father really affected her. And she says, again, brilliant narration writing. He didn't know what to do with this young stranger living in his house. Yeah, right? it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Isn't so that, he's uh, Buffalo 66. That kind of reminds me of Buffalo 66. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Very much so. Right. Very much so. And so again, this is a brilliant pairing. Like you guys said. Mm -hmm. uh, that was and Dan so that did this, right? I believe it is you, Eric. Don't I lie. I believe no. it is you. Yes, yeah. No, it, it wasn't you. me. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. I think so. I, I, mean, mentioned I said, I mentioned Badlands. I always wanted to do Badlands. And then I said, what will we oh, do? Oh, I wasn't and trying I... to joke around and point it to me. I, I... No. And then you <laughs> I said Buffalo 66. And I said, I forgot. I have a... I, I'm going to recount the conversation. I said, I really want to do Badlands. What would be a good pairing? And then uh, Dan's, uh, Eric, you said Buffalo 66. And I said, would that be a good pairing? And uh, and uh, Dan said, fuck yeah. So yeah. that's, Dan, that's how I it. think, was like, oh, let's watch Xanadu. Dan it was, Xanadu. No, it, yeah, exactly. Right. It was Xanadu and, uh, and the right. Scott Bear movie Zapped. That's yeah. The, right. Yeah. Which right. I, I could see. I can see. 
Is it me? Or you? This connection is lots of the same visual effects, and Gene Kelly isn't one of them. So, so, uh, <laughs> so now the two of them, uh, they, uh, uh, they're on the run, right? So they right. get in the car. She just goes with him. She just goes with him, which is an interesting thing because somehow that felt more her acting as the just go with the flow person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you see, see, here's here's where I think because in real life, and I put the pictures and links to them in the chat, and we'll put it on another page for you. Her thing was, and the reason why she didn't get he was killed in 1958. He was electrocuted. Mm-hmm. Right. And he um, actually, he made a big mistake too because he was caught in Mon, in uh, Nebraska. No, he was caught in Montana. Right. And they said, Do you want, we're going to take, I want to go back to Nebraska to face my charges. But he was going to be charged in Montana. Montana did not have the death penalty, but he thought they did. So mm-hmm. they sent them back for the first round of charges to nebraska which he got the death penalty so So if he had actually just said i'm going to stay here he'd be alive she's alive she played it like i didn't know anything i just followed him along and so everyone has been very split she's still alive and she lives in lansing michigan Mm. but she literally and he said oh she had nothing to do with it but then i was like well why would you follow him around when you killed your father and all these people mm-hmm. and she just said, well, I was scared or blah, blah, blah. Right, but sure. apparently to some, he, he had mentioned in prison that she actually pulled the trigger on that guy in the root cellar. Right. 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 Like, yeah, I think that like, there's a, the uh, kind of relationship develops with people like this. Uh, Cause it's, it's like, you know, hard people, to that's separate. my point. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was, that's why Spacek played it. So like, Oh, huh. Because yeah. I was almost like she didn't want to be aggressive about, yeah, let's kill or I got to run. Well, it makes it, and it, made, it makes it so much more. T- the movie is so terrifying to me because neither of these characters are monsters. Like they don't a- appear as monsters at all. They seem like regular, everyday people, you know, like really handsome. She's sort of like, you know, like she's sort of sweet and interesting. And just like also, this, there's, this is murder, lots of it. <laughs> you know, oh my right. god well I, I loved i loved the line when they first meet and she's she's like you want to go on a walk what for because i got things to say <laughs> i got things to say yeah like she, i think that she this didn't is a... need love she was so distant like she had sex with him and she's like that wasn't that that's it is that all it was about yeah, yeah, like, i don't know what's was, such a this... big deal this came. Uh, this movie came out at a time uh, during a period of social upheaval, and I I think that it is meant to be both understanding and critical of those kinds of emotions. Like it, it is. Uh, it's uh, Malik is taking a second instead of saying like you know supporting the youth movement and saying like, but it's understandable, or co- wholly criticizing the youth movement and saying these youngins blah blah blah. He just makes something that's so matter of fact that it's confusing and horrifying. Right, you know, and uh, and I think that that's the kind of thing uh, that I wish I could see now, right? Like right. I would like to see this kind of filmmaking now, and people are afraid to make this kind of movie now. Oh, absolutely, you absolutely. I, so I I do so so I I want to try to get through the plot real quick because there's a lot I can I, I'm going to glaze over a bunch of things, mm-hmm. but I highly recommend watching this movie yeah. because it's visually stunning uh, and and quite 
uh, interesting. There is a lot of graphic stuff in it as well, so just be aware of that. Uh, but basically, they're they're on the run and they end up like hiding in the woods for a little bit. There's bounty hunters after them. He shoots all the bounty hunters. Bam, bam, bam. Done. He's, he's, they, by the way, he was a great shot. <laughs> he shot everyone. <laughs> <his> shot. <laughs> exactly. Boom. I mean, boom, it was boom, just boom. a pistol. He's taking out everybody. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he shoots the three pistols. Like, all right, honey, we're on the run again. Yeah, like, boom, boom, boom. Like he keeps going places, finding people, and then shooting them, and then moving on. So he shot a lot of people. Shot a lot of people, and she's just going on for the ride. And he's like, I, you know, at this, after he shot like ten people, she's like, I get a little worried. He's a little trigger happy. <laughs> it's like he shot ten, <laughs> ten people. people are dead. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, God. so that's that's a weird. And then there was a scene with the with the rich people's house that they rob, uh, which is which is interesting too. So that was that was kind of funky. Mm-hmm. And then what? And he gets the Cadillac. That's what he does, right? So the rich people's house that they rob, he gets a Cadillac. At which point he takes the Cadillac, and then that's their last sort of view of society in some mm-hmm. ways. At which point they go, and this is the thing that I thought was very trippy. They just drive. They're supposed to be in the Badlands in Montana. Mm-hmm. They drive completely off the 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 you know off the reservation, as they say, or yeah, like yeah, they just off the grid. They're off in completely off the grid. They're just right. flowing, flying through the Great Plains with no roads, and then randomly getting gas from uh, oil pipeline leakage that they're mm-hmm. they're seeing, um, and then you know keep driving and driving and driving, and. To the point where, like, this doesn't make any, like, logistically, this doesn't make any sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, where are they still getting cigarettes and bullets? You know what I mean? Like, and food or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, we ate the salt grass. It kind of tastes like cabbage, you know, like, okay. But with the music and the view, and I'm like, I'm on this journey. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right, you're on this journey. It yeah. is amazing, right? Yep. But you could tell at which point um, there's a uh, they they finally run into civilization, and you can tell that basically they're starting to grow apart emotionally. She's just kind of like it starts right after they have sex. Yeah, it does. You're right. Yeah, yeah, because she she gets all bitchy right after they have sex, right. and then he starts collecting rocks and acting weird. Right. But mm-hmm. literally, it was beautiful. And then once they had sex, she it was the first time she snapped back at him. Yep. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, dude. And I feel like there's like this this movie actually uh, the rewatch uh, made me think of when we watched. Uh, uh, um, oh God, I can't believe I just forgot the name. Um, Clint Eastwood, Jeff Bridges, one of our favorites. Uh, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt, Lightfoot. Lightfoot. Yes, Never there's heard. a lot of Thunderbolt, and Lightfoot loveliness yep. in this. Yep. yep. I yep. love. Uh, sorry, just the, the scene after they have sex is that there's a brilliant line in there, which is. They have sex, and as you mentioned, she said it's not a, it wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was going to be, right? And I don't know what the big deal was. And then at which point they walk away, and he goes, "Did it go the way it was supposed to?" "Yep, pretty much." And so she's like, uh, "Okay." And he grabs this huge river rock that he goes, "Like we should smash our hands, so we will always remember this moment." And she goes, "But that would hurt." And she goes, "That's kind of the point." And they're like, "I don't know about that." And then he says, "Well, I'm going to keep this rock as a souvenir." And then she and she just kind of walks away. And the minute he does, he after he says, "I'm going to keep the rock as a souvenir," he throws it away. He throws it away. Throws <laughs> and it then away. Throws it away. And then Man, grabs like another one. Movie on that, just like it's, there it's, it is. It's, it's, and he's like, "Well, maybe a smaller one." And then he grabs another one. It's like it's like, oh my god, it's so funny. It was really funny. Yeah. 
really funny. Yeah, it's it, like the, that's this is what I mean, man. It's like this kind of stuff. It's like it's so uh, brilliantly uh, aware of uh, the movie is so aware of what it is uh, making you feel and aware of what it's saying, but right. it's not saying it to you. It's letting it occur to you. Right. It yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Lays it out. It just puts it out in front of you, and then you have you watch that, and you're like, "Whoa, that captured a very strange feeling." Yeah. You know? And like nobody had to tell me what that feeling was. I just had a feeling. Yeah. You know? And it's funny, and it's sad, and it's hypocritical, and it's strange. Yep. Uh, and 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 that's the kind of ride that I, I value the most. It's interesting. I also took it on this viewing about really the class in America because she oh, was yeah. educated and he wasn't. And he's not. In no. the end, she got away but with it. But only bullied, right? Yeah, she's not that much more educated, but just enough no, that she... No, she takes her books, she studies. Sure. She's, yeah, she's, he's, like, the one, he's the one who told her to take her books, though. Right. Know, Remember? He, he, I know. But, she was intelligent and, and it, it's very much like Christina Ricci where Christina Ricci, you could tell, is smarter than Vincent Gallo and right. she just keeps her mouth shut like Edith Bunker and right. just lets him be the man. It's the right. same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, very, And the fact very... that the father was a painter is very symbolic. Yep. Uh, and the, the uh, very... Uh, very chauvinist in a lot of ways. Absolutely. But, but, and always. <laughs> like it's, always, yeah, like right? it's ugly. It's really ugly. Right. And it, well, it puts chauvinism to light in a lot right. of ways. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So uh, anyway, they go on a killing spirits, et cetera, et cetera. And they finally, like after traveling through the, 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 the crazy desert for a long time or the, the, the plains, they run into an oil derrick. They see someone and he basically wants to get some gas for his car. And, and then suddenly a helicopter appears out of nowhere and he gets all excited, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. He's like, I knew this day is going to come. I didn't, I knew so, so today was going to be special or something like that. I was like, they were, and so he's excited about the fact that the chase is on because he's been fucking right. bored out yeah. in the middle he of the planes driving. He wants the big fucking crescendo, right? He, he wants, wants big... something special, exactly. right? right? He wants to be special. Yeah. And at which point, uh, they, you know, he's trying to get her involved. And at which point she says, I'm not going with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay here. And he gets so pissed. And he gets really fucking pissed. Vincent Gallo pissed. Like, yeah. in the yeah. car. Yeah. Getting yeah. in the car. He's like, right. clean your windshield. But he doesn't yeah. do anything violent. Yeah. yeah, he does. He's fucking dragging her around. Well, pulling yeah, he her doesn't arm, hit her. He doesn't yeah, he's hit grabbing her by the arm and yanking on her. That's just yeah. as bad. Well, I get yeah, it. Yeah, like I think Eric means to say is like he's not breaking her face or her arms or something like this. It's, yeah. it's, it's like it's it is violent. It is very understood as violence. Very but, violent. Uh, uh, but uh, there's a difference between you know like being shoved around and having. Uh, you know, like being shot in the gut. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a step. There's a step between those two. Uh, but yeah, like both both these characters. Like, I think uh, the way. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You, I just totally blurted. But go. Uh, like, uh, like uh, Gallo and and Sheen, right? Uh, our the audience relationship to these people is. The, is what the movies are about. Like the movies are about the audience, is what I meant to say. Because oh, yeah, like, because yeah. uh, when you're watching Buffalo '66, it is asking you to uh, uh, look at yourself, right? And uh, and say like, do you find these are, are there commonalities in these emotions? Are they embarrassing? Do they cause you pain? And and dig these things up. When you, when it shows you Badlands, uh, it's asking you, why the fuck are you following this dude? 
Like, what are, what what is it that is so romantic about this for you? What story are you telling yourself? Well, there's something that we on? there's something that we have also as a society, just this fascination with these kinds of stories, mm-hmm. right? Like the the thing that everyone's what's the 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 girl that was murdered in in Utah? Like that's oh, happening right, right. right now, right? Right, right? So it's the same kind of scenario. Like why 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 are why we following? The- Right. Why is this important? I mean, I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm like, why does this capture our imagination in the way that it does? Right. What What does it mean to us that this is going on? And there are certain people that do it, and this is clearly outlined in in Badlands that do it for the fame. Right. Mm -hmm. He wants to get caught, and at this point, he's like, I want to get caught. Right. So he goes on. By the way, a brilliant car chase through. Yeah, the great. dirt and sand like i don't know how that's a great shooting of a car chase mm-hmm. you know and and goes off at which point he kind of gets gets away from the car chase like he's actually going to get away because the police car flips right mm-hmm. and sissy spacex narration comes on it's like he could have gotten away he said he got a flat tire he shoots his tire. But he ends up shooting his own tire because right. he wants to get caught. Yep. And then he, he, he gets out of at, bullets. No, he wasn't out of bullets. He said he that. Just, uh, yeah, but he said he was out of bullets. He wanted to get caught. He spent his time after he shot the tire on his car. He spent his time building a pyramid to himself mm-hmm. on the side of the road saying, that's the place you guys got me. That's where yeah. it is. But it's look, it's like, why do we like this? It's like, why do people they like James Dean rebels? Yeah, it's an American obsession. And the rock and roll music that was going on, which actually very risque song, Bonnie and Clyde and all that stuff. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, it's it's very true. It's very true. And so it's our perception of what violence is. And the James, that's why I was kept emphasizing James Dean. I just Mm -hmm. was going to say earlier um, that the way these guys, both filmmakers handled the violence was really interesting because you don't, I personally didn't see when he was pulling her, Christina Ricci out of the dance studio or anything. It wasn't violent to me. It was just a frustrating father pulling his kid. Do you know what right. I mean? There was something about it where I knew he no, didn't. To me, it was very violent. Well, it's all like, no, we, no. We, we, like we can agree that it's inappropriate treating something badly. Like that's not like that. But I mean, it like, wasn't <laughs> real. That's, 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 but like, guys, girl, and put his hand over her mouth and grab her and drag right. her to a car. Like, none of these this things, was real. None of this real. These are, these listen are to him on the phone. He's like, mom, mom. Ah, we're staying right. at a fancy hotel. That's right. that's a fantasy. But yeah. the idea also in the other movie was his sense of like of not showing these emotions and everything like that. That's it was definitely how they both you don't get angry at the violence because he's not showing anything and they're beautiful and there's something else that trips yeah, exactly. you. Exactly. This, this no, that's exactly right, Eric. Because like the because the Gala puts it on screen and it makes it even just shoving Christina Ricci around is uncomfortable for us to watch, right? But we watch Martin Sheen shoot people and it's sort of romantic. Like, yeah, right. So like, this is what I mean. It's like one is making us uncomfortable on purpose because- And one is uh, making us realize that we're- okay with this <laughs> we're totally okay with this exactly that's yeah. the that's that's why these movies are beautifully complimentary right? yeah, yeah, yeah because they're they're both ultimately one is very critical of us. badlands is very critical of us i think and uh and buffalo 66 is very empathic towards us 
Um, right. And what, so it's the audience that, specifically the, to, to, towards the audience specifically. And what, so it's interesting that the empathic one is the sort of ugly and unpleasant movie and the ugly and unpleasant actions of the other one are romantic. You know, like it's like this is this is this is how we think differently in these two modes. Like we project onto ja onto James Dean, we project onto uh, onto uh, uh, Sheen this sense of uh, our individual wanting for heroism and for people to take us seriously and for us to be remembered and, and like all this stuff. We and we can just justify all this fucking horrible behavior. You know, he's, and, uh, he's giving his comb away and his pocket watch to the cops. Right. Yeah, what a great guy. Well, well, so yeah, so so basically, <laughs> I'll get to that to, to that real quick. So basically, he gets stopped by the cops. The cops like, oh, we finally got him. He's been chased around, you know, all over the country. Everyone's been looking for him, and he keeps talking to the cops like, "Man, you guys are gonna be heroes. This is awesome. You guys caught me, the greatest criminal of all time," and they're all looking at him like, "What the fuck." Yeah, and then, and then and then and then they kind of he's kind of telling them how how awesome this is that they mm -hmm. caught him right and the cops start looking he's like you know that guy looks just like james dean mm -hmm. and then the smile on martin sheen's face is like yeah i'm awesome and like I'm everyone awesome. everyone loves him like the yeah. cops think he's because he's charming, he's a, smooth, funny, he's a charming character yeah, charming right. character and the, they throw his hat out the window yeah. just as a thing. But he's like, hey, man, that's my hat, you know? But yeah. then the next scene is he is at an airport and he's in shackles, like almost Hannibal Lecter shackles, right? Mm. <laughs> right? And all of the cops are just talking him up like he's like Elvis Presley. Like, mm -hmm. you know, wow, you know, what, you know, and they're super helpful and super nice to him. And they're like, you know, we need to, it's like, and he's like, Hey, you know, I've had this, this lighter for 20 years. It's probably worth something. Who wants it? And it's like, I, I want it. I'm like, here you go. And he's like giving out his comb and his pan is like souvenirs from me. Cause I'm a celebrity, you know, you right. think I'll get the chair. I, who knows, you know? And they're like, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yep. Yeah. It's a fucking Fuck. nightmare. That's a horror movie to me. That's a horror movie to me. You know? And I feel like that that's the, the brilliance of it. Cause I mean, Malik's always been. Like, and they're smiling. They're all smiling. Yeah. They're so happy. Like he's going, like he's being sent off to do a concert. <laughs> exactly. It's you know. just crazy. But like at the same time, like Malik isn't making, you know, uh, like he's like, he's not uh, emphasizing anything. He's not, he's not saying like, ah, it gives you the evil look, you know, or anything. No, like no, he no. Just, he just lets it sit there. Yeah. In fact, you're probably looking at him like, damn, man, that guy is charming. That guy is charming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah. Because Malik is uh, his whole career. He's been obsessed with, like, why do we, why do we have these feelings? Like, right. What, like, why, why do these, why does this war exist in the heart of men? As he, says, he, he, he had, uh, he, uh, in fact, I believe that him knowing that he's caught and will, will probably be sent to the chair. Mm -hmm. In that specific scene, he had never been happier. Yeah, like that—that that is the happiest moment in his life, right. which is strange, you know. Like, I, which I can imagine, right? And it's in some way I'm looking at it's like this movie started off with him as a reluctant garbage collector in North, in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. It ends with him being loved by the police that caught him for horrendous crimes. Yeah. It's really and, stunning. That and it's like, stunning in yeah. that way. 
Yeah. I, really I, stunning. I, like I, I like I said before, I like I think that you know, like the, I always want to see art like this, but like when things are as uh arch politically and and socially as they are right now, like it's stuff like this that I really value and uh, right. there's not a lot of it these days. And no, so like, they don't watch, make watch, movies watch, like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and Buffalo like, sixty six, they certainly don't make movies like yeah, that exactly. anymore. Like you, yeah, exactly. Like this, like, these movies would not be received well because no. people don't want to be challenged on. I'm tired. I'm tired of people that are hypercritical of absolutely fucking yeah. everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this goes for like across the, across the political spectrum. Like nobody is interested in having their beliefs or their identity their their identity. Uh, challenge in any way, like their political identity, like their, uh, you know, like uh, how they present themselves socially to people as great people and all this stuff. Like everyone wants to keep on re reinforcing the fantasy of themselves as a great person and well, are not very interested in well, things here, that make them think harder about that. Okay. So here's a, here's an example of what's, and I know this is going to sound like very current, whatever, but and almost make me feel right wing, which is exactly the point I'm not right. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Mark Hamill retweeted something or put out a tweet uh, yesterday or today or whatever it was, making fun of a, pol a politician who put out banners to impeach Biden but misspelled impeach, right? <laughs> yes, yes, right. Okay, impeach, impeach, yes. right? Yeah, or to figure out the P or whatever. Right. And one of the comments was from someone who says, "I." Please don't make fun of people that don't that that misspell things. There's there's lots of dyslexic people that are very smart or whatever. It's like yeah, shut right. the fuck. Up. I'm a dyslexic person. <laughs> yes. I'm very dyslexic. Right, 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 right. And like Jesus Christ. Right. Are we really like have to like? No, I'm gonna hurt some dyslexic person's feelings. Well, the thing for... is like uh, this Jesus. Is... Like th this is my feeling, right? It isn't because that person saying that it, it large. I don't know in that specific case, but like to to speak generally, normally when someone pipes in like that, it is not because they actually care about whatever fat people. I'm a fat person, so I'm going to say this. Like they're not, they're not stepping in because they really care about defending whoever they say they're defending. They're stepping in so they can sound like a better person than you. Like it's an opportunity for them to feel good about themselves as opposed to being a part of what is being said or listening to what is being said or anything like this. And, and so there's no real conversation being had. Maybe there's a good point to be said. Who knows? You know, like maybe like maybe there like there is there is something to be like there's a real dialogue to be had about this, but that's not what they're there to do. Like they're well, there to to have a moment in which they can say, I feel better because I'm better than you. What's the line from the Princess Bride? Life is pain. Anyone who's telling you thing otherwise is selling you something. something. Exactly. <laughs> and it turns out Facebook is selling you something mm -hmm. all the time. That is the model that they operate on. Like they like it encourages people to have very shallow, very arch responses towards other people because that conflict shakes everybody down for more ad time. That's yeah. all that's going on. Right. And so like So should you like, not go? I don't I, like going on it. I mean, I, yeah, I, I try. I try to. I, 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 there was a time when I, I shut myself. I, I, I am actually trying very hard to filter my my yeah, Facebook I, I because really, it's really, I really painful. Like all this yep. stuff, because like like for instance, these two movies, uh, like the well, with Badlands in particular, Badlands, uh, the relationship that Badlands has to its audience is revealing of because 
the, we talk about it a lot now, this, the idea of a parasocial relationship with social media. Parasocial relationships have been around since the dawn of time, you know, and when you think you know somebody because they're famous and this kind of stuff. It's just that right. like people recently, think they know who Tom Cruise is. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Right. Yeah. And uh, but up until recently, everyone has agreed that this is a bad way to think about things. But now it's sort of like, no, maybe we should be, you know, maybe we should promote this in some way. Well, it's still a bad way really? to think about things. Yeah. And the thing is like the, that the, the parasocial relationship you have, not only just with big stars, but just with other people, like you're, you're, you're stepping into a chat stream just to call someone an asshole. Like, really? Like you don't know this guy, you don't know this woman at all. Like, and you're coming in just to like, like just to, to like pat yourself. Or, on the back or also what can happen is you could say something and the person could read it completely differently. Exactly. Like there's no yeah. actual dialogue. People think they're having a dialogue when they're not. Right. They're not. No, and no, like no. they're having, they're seeing they're trying to make themselves feel better for who they are. As a exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, uh, I think that this, cause like we can clearly see like when people bring up say snowflakes, right. We can clearly see that both sides, like the right is just as packed with snowflakes. As the oh left. my God. They're way more packed. <laughs> exactly. Like, they're, like they're, they're, they're the ones complaining about the fucking election. Like <laughs> exactly. snowflakes are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and like, no, but like everyone wants to be the heat. Nobody wants to be the snowflake. You know? right. and like, whereas if we were actually, if we were really concerned about uh, communication, if we we're really concerned with uh, helping other people and being empathic towards other people, we wouldn't be having the styles of conversation that we, that we tend to have uh, when we, when it comes to this kind of stuff online, like there's ways of letting people know that, listen, I, I know you didn't mean to offend dyslexic people, but I wanted to say to you in a sidebar that, Maybe this is a little insensitive. Right. Then even you do that, that as a DM. You don't yeah, do exactly. that as a, yeah. And then you go like, well, actually, I am dyslexic. And so like, I was, and then you're having a conversation. Then it's a conversation. Right. Like, that's a real thing. You know, then it's something of value that you're changing each other's lives and trading information and feelings about something. That's a good idea. Yeah. Right. But if, but if you're doing it in a chat stream, you're just pushing someone off stage. And that's we also have to find a way to make fun of each other. Absolutely. Well, this like this is the Buffalo '66 is a movie that very gently and harshly alternating makes fun of us. So uh, and, that and, we can, and it we makes can fun of ourselves. it makes fun of himself. Yeah, exactly. It made, it's making fun. Of, he is making fun of himself as well as showing you actual pain, right? So yeah. you know, like, I understand. I, I, I think it's I more of a therapy this. session. It's well, like, yeah, sure. From oh, the, sure. Yeah, sure. From the, from, I'm not going to say, I can't speak for Ms. Gallup, but I assume that, like, if he's as much of a narcissist as he seems to be when I see him, like, in any other context, like, this is a therapy session for him. There it is. That's yeah. fine. But that's, I don't give a shit about Vincent Gallo. I don't know Vincent Gallo. So all I can deal with is the art. And the art is actually a wonderful way to communicate between people over real pain. Like that's that. Like he may be an asshole in real life. We may not want to know the guy, but the object of Buffalo '66 is an incredible channel for people to have a dialogue through. Right, and that's the value of these things. Well, uh, I'm going to say this. Uh, my, 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 my. I, I, I believe that Buffalo '66 to me, right now, feels like your first viewing of Don't Look Now, Dan. <laughs> I, right? love it. I love it you know what i'm, you know what I'm saying yes, well, yes, because yes. like i know there's something brilliant yes. behind this thing but in my emotional state and i am a very emotional person right now because mm -hmm. of lack of sleep and overwork well, i get it Absolutely. And, and, and so to me looking at this film it was frustrating and angering and brilliant and i was laughing and i'm like 
fuck i don't know how to deal with this right now oh, and it. it's hard hard yeah. hard hard right yeah. and so what's weird what's very strange is that badlands felt like a palate cleanser to me compared to <laughs> buffalo 66 <laughs> right true. and badland is <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And so, and Badland, I was like, man, I could watch this all day long right now. Like, that's Isn't the it film. amazing how if you have such beautiful imagery, violence is is uh, is great. It's totally well, it's like fine. My favorite. Okay, I'm at, I know Quentin Tarantino is a contentious topic here, but I have to bring up my favorite quote from him when uh, when the interviewer was like, "But what? Like, why do you insist on all of this? You know, gore and violence in your films?" And he just goes, "Because it's so much fun, Jan." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like that's that's exactly it. Where you're just like if you if you put this in a certain way, it's super acceptable to you. Like it, it just right. it right. just is. It just is. Martin Sheen is handsome, and no, it's 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 not something that you can defeat. Like you will because he is handsome and because he is charming, you will continue to watch it even after he kills someone's father right in front of them. <laughs> that's incredible. That's incredible. You notice that most of the killing, the people survive. And he talks to them while they're dying. Yeah. Yeah. God, it's Malik is like, man, Malik, Malik there, Malik, I, there's no other filmmaker like him. There's no one like but that. There's a lot of things of death in, mm -hmm. in, in, in Badland that is interesting. You know, like the dog the is dead. Uh, the cow mm -hmm. that he steps on mm -hmm. is like, huh? Like, like a dead body to him, human or dog or cow or whatever. It's just like this thing you poke with a stick, you know, right. like, huh? That's weird. Like, yeah, I, don't that's I don't think your dad needs a doctor anymore. Huh? He's, yeah, I don't think he's, exactly. I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Like she's, and she, her reaction, it, like she does have an emotional, like she does start to cry for her dad, but it's like, she's very out, of, like, but very little, very little. Mm -hmm. And she's almost out of time. Like, I guess I got to get out of here because yep. otherwise the cops are going to come. The lighting fired at a house. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful photography yep. i cannot emphasize how beautiful this film is yeah but also quickly i know you have to go see the commodores tonight but yeah i think i was right <laughs> but the thing is the, the temptations the, the, the technology like he records an, a record and yeah. plays it over and mm -hmm. over again it was genius mm -hmm. yeah really cool like yeah. he's smart guy and he's planned it out it's like a movie yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, that, that's the thing, dude. Like, I really, there are a lot of good. Uh, I don't mean to sound like I'm down on indie film. There's lots of great indie film that has been made in the past few years. Um, but uh, I, I like, there is a. It's no communion, but it's, it's no good. communion. <laughs> it's no communion. Well, you guys know I have an absolute love for road films. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, so things, things like this, Badland and Paris, Texas, and mm -hmm. and and. Uh, this is the thing, right? And I, I don't know, maybe it's because of my experience of driving around, you know, New Mexico and Texas mm -hmm. makes that experience so enjoyable. Um, but yeah, like literally, I think I even, I even said this, like when I was with Keith on that road trip, we were trying to find the perfect road to drive at night to, to recreate the emotional scene from, um, uh, not true romance. Aladdin. Uh, uh, no, 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 not true romance. What's the uh, the David Lynch film? Uh, uh, Wild at Heart. Wild at like, Heart. Yes. To recreate the driving at night scene. 
from Wild yeah. at Heart when they run into the car crash. You know, like oh, it's so fucking good. Charlotte Finn with the like, yeah. I need to find my calm. <laughs> my mom's gonna kill me. Oh my god! You know, uh, so Karen Karen uh, dressed up as that character for Halloween once. I I, uh, I I got to uh, I'm I'm very very lucky to have gotten to direct Charlene Finn and I got to work <gasps> with her and uh, and wow. she's unbelievably sweet unbelievably wonderful woman and I could not help myself I said I know like I I hate to be the fan the the fan guy right now but that scene in that film in Wild at Heart is one of the greatest things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, absolutely right. I yeah. would I, yeah. yeah. I just I couldn't shut up about it. I was just I was knocked out, and like because it's both it's so heartbreaking, uh, and it's so horrifying. Like it, it captures like because she is when 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 Lula's like she's dying right in front of a sailor. You're just like, oh Jesus Christ! Like that weird panic that you get when something uncontrollable is happening. It's yep. wild, absolutely wild. So yeah, but yeah, that's a, so you're gonna you're gonna recreate that scene, recreate that scene. That was what uh, that's what we wanted, right? We were yeah. on a road trip and we wanted to experience that in real life, right? So there's those feelings of and and there is that kind of road experience is a very American experience. And yeah. that's the thing that I think I love I love this country. And I know sometimes I say a lot of critical things about it, which is oh, the role it. that you're supposed to take as this fan. country, right? No, I absolutely fan. love this country. I'm and right. I think there's something that yeah, I found that was beautiful when you're driving through those areas and you see those things. And one of the things that, you know, like you go to Europe and there's a kind of a little bit of a snobbery of culture that happens mm -hmm. in Europe that's, mm -hmm. that became annoying to me after a while. Right. And what I think is really beautiful, especially if you go to the Midwest and the Southwest and you go to places like the Grand Canyons or Utah to Zion or whatever, it's like that shit's way fucking older than okay. the castle in, you know, Salzburg or whatever. Right. And and it's and it's way more impressive. Yeah, but <laughs> they have more... they have better gift shops, Chris. It yeah, is yeah. Well, maybe, but you know, like I, I like I go up to the like the 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 the, the bristlecone pine forest, and I'm there uh, uh, walking amongst trees that are still alive that are older than the fucking pyramids. Yeah. That is impressive to me. Right. Well, this uh, this uh, like it's an interesting point you made with that uh, because like there are European road trip movies like there are definitely that that is a thing there are there are examples of that. Yes, European uh, vacation with Chevy Chase. I saw it. <laughs> but actually, one of, one of the <laughs> greatest, well, possibly the greatest European road trip movie, or actually a world road trip movie, but one of my favorite ones that is a very European film is uh, Until the End of the World. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which absolutely captures. Yes, that, and that captures flavor. the difference in culture as you go exactly. from place to place to place. Exactly. Yes, yes. And so, like Beautiful. the. Um, but you don't get a lot of those in Europe because uh, Europe, and this is why it's always been hard to hold Europe together, for instance, as a, you know, as a multinational group um, and why Brexit happened and all this stuff is there. Everyone's trying to like protect their own individual country's culture and right. they don't want to like merge the way that America merged into one big sort of blob right, right. Um, but the thing is that America is what is wonderful about America is that it's we still have these cultures independent very cultures very different cultures the, very yes. different cultures throughout the entire country yet we share everything together all the time yeah. and that, that that permeable nature of the way that we travel through that country and how yeah. the countryside changes is a really emotional journey for us yeah and I'm really I, I agree with you 100% you know, like American road movies are a really unique uh, flavored thing.
There's and, also, uh, I, I do also want to point out one other thing, which is highly depicted inside of Badland. And that is because, and it's, I know because this was shot in New Mexico and it makes sense. New Mexico, there's massive amounts of land between towns, right? Um, and the same thing in Wyoming as well, actually. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and there's, but it also in those areas, there are huge areas of absolutely flat nothingness. Zero. Yep. And yeah. when you and you have that flat nothingness, you would think that's going to be ugly. But what it does it's create mystical. <laughs> what it creates is specifically the horizon is so big and the yes. sky looks huge yes. because it's uninterrupted by anything geographical yeah. or city or anything of any yeah. kind there, there's a line and below it is ground and above it is sky that is and yeah, and, and and you experience that on the ocean sometimes but the color of the sky is not the same on the ocean as it is right. uh on the land and it is beautifully depicted in Badlands. And that is, you know, they call it, you know, Montana is called Big Sky Country for country, a reason. Yeah. No <laughs> shit, boy. I got yeah. that first. And I didn't, I couldn't believe you what I was You can't believe it when yeah. you see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, I was, I was shooting, I was shooting out of it's, Montana. This should be in a museum and it's there <laughs> by nature <laughs> I, every I was, day. I, I was uh, I was up in Montana shooting, and there's this unbelievable sunset, beautiful blah blah blah, and I, I was just fucking gobsmacked, right? And uh, and I said to the guy next to me, I was just like, "This is the most beautiful landscape I've ever. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen." And he goes, "Yeah, well, that's what we call around here uh, Thursday." <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's so so and i know you know and europeans they do get that because i know that every i've met a lot of europeans it's like my dream is to you know rent a motorcycle and drive on route 66 it's like sure. yep that's a good dream yep. that's a good that's one you should have i, I uh, live and on it's route worth 66. it i'm 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 on the you pipeline. are on route 66 that's, that's right. right that's right um so, I, so across yeah. the street from the roadhouse which is where like like what van halen played and whatnot yeah it's no yeah. Yeah, 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 yes yeah. it's pretty good it's pretty good but Whoa. yeah no I, I'm, I'm a big yeah i think that we we need to do uh we haven't have we done a road uh movie uh pod have we done a series on that yet we really should harley well, davidson we, and, we, and the marble we Marbo just did Man. this one yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna well. I think we need to do Easy Rider at some point. Yeah, I guess Easy Rider. Yeah, there's there's a lot of great and motorcycle diaries. Motorcycle yeah, diaries. Yeah, oh, oh, sure. Okay. Well, well, okay. Well, let's add that. Someone put yeah, that on the. Uh, someone put that on our Slack. So I'll I'll yep. add it to the list. But yep. I do have to get going because I'm not seeing the Commodores. I am going to see the Temptations. Believe it or I not, there's got to be. I'm excited for 80s. you. I'd be more excited for the Commodores, but I am excited for you with the Temptations. Yeah, they're yeah. they're playing just up the street. Believe it or not. So I'm excited about that. Uh, and sorry, we have to end a little bit early. Um, uh, but uh, I'm also going to shoot tonight. So he's going to go shoot, and uh, yeah. and Dan is. Uh, you know what? You did pretty well considering lack of sleep. And Eric, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Though I do have one question for you, Eric. You know, you used to bring up Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot all the time. Yep, all the time. And then the minute we did that as a podcast. After that, you never actually brought it up that much. Anymore. Cleared, it cleared from his and mind. You know why? It, it purged you, right? So I'm no. wondering. You bring up Buffalo '66 all the time. Are you gonna? Here, is yeah. that not gonna be as much of a reference anymore? You now know why? I'll tell why. you why. Because yeah. every time I bring up stuff, you'll say we heard that before. Oh no, I'm no. not gonna do that anymore. I'm sorry. Okay, we'll take it off so the table. I do love it, but it. I. It's not. I. What I'm saying is that 
I can only so much you could talk about it. But for me, those movies have huge impact. Thunderbolt is still one of my favorites. Yeah, goddamn! I saw. I actually saw Thunderbolt again like two weeks ago. I don't ago. know why about still it fucking is cry about every time. I am sorry. Movie. I'm sorry that Alan is saying Shane for 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 making Eric feel bad about what he. No, he didn't about. make me feel bad. I'm just busting his balls. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, hey, I, I get do... my fair shit of ball busting too. That's for sure. Here's the thing <laughs> is that I don't listen to these podcasts, so I don't know if I'm repeating myself like an old man. So I pipe down. But if it is a reference to a movie, I'll bring it up. But it's yeah. definitely like you should like you should never feel bad because I repeat myself within the same podcast. Not you, Dan. <laughs> Link you know <laughs> Sometimes you repeat yourself within the same podcast. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope that you uh, enjoy the uh, the Temptations tonight. That sounds lovely. Yep. Uh, and uh, this was an incredible pairing. Uh, uh, everybody, the usual, you, you guys are used to it, but like, uh, please uh, send us uh, ideas, recommendations you want us to cover. You can hit us up at, uh, at Martini Giant on Twitter, uh, at Martini underscore Giant on Instagram. You can write to us at podcast um, at martinigiant.com. And we also do um, uh, uh, live shows where we watch uh, stuff from Amazon Prime on Twitch. And yep. uh, these watch parties uh, on Saturdays, just the same time, uh, we're looking for movies that are goofy, that you don't mind us talking over, uh, particularly really dumb stuff. But now we have, a, we have a level. We've reached the level. Nothing as dumb as communion. <laughs> that was too far. Or <laughs> if you're going to propose. No, actually, no, but the, like the that communion either. was not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, uh, send a letter of warning if you're going to recommend communion. Yep. I should have. I feel bad. Uh, yep, and 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 Mike, Mike me says all the Temptation songs I can think of are the four tops, and I get them confused as well. <laughs> uh, I do, I, I do, uh, but I do want to say uh, uh, one more, more thing. Obviously, we would love your subscriptions and uh, and everything else. Um, uh, please, please subscribe to us on Twitch, and remember to go check out martinigiant.com because we are we're always going to update that site with a bunch of stuff, and we're going to start adding that new section that Eric mentioned earlier, where we're going to mention uh, prime picks. I like the prime picks idea. I like yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, et cetera, et cetera. That's a good one too. Because you said you can, that earlier. Et cetera, et cetera. It's true. And well, again, you can also uh, check yeah, out But you all know the click. Cetera, okay, cetera. Uh, uh, Go buy some choice, stuff from my choice cuts. Get choice cuts. Get okay. Monkey right, man put it up there. Choice, choice cuts. Choice cuts. Choice cuts. Cutting is a filmmaking term. I like it. I like it. No, I like it. Um, and I do, uh, but I do want to note that next week, unfortunately, I'm going to be out of town. So we're uh, 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 for attempt number three at shark fishing. Yes. This I know. I've talked no about COVID, it. So. All shark. No COVID, this all shark. This is it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm also going to go see Dimitri Martin in concert, uh, which oh, I'm love, very excited about. Him. He's hysterical. He's hysterical. That's going to be good. Have you guys heard of Dimitri Martin? Eric, have you heard of Dimitri Martin? No, I have seen, uh, yeah, I've seen many. Oh uh, my god, he, he, is, he is the he is the Stephen Wright of our day, my yes. friend. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is, he is uh, just look up, Dimitri look up Martin. Dimitri Martin. Yeah, just he's on Spotify. Just listen to Dimitri Martin, you're gonna go, okay. Uh, I'll just put it this way when we told Brady we we're gonna go see Dimitri Martin, he fell over on his chair. He was so excited. Yeah, that, he like, a, he's a rock star. Absolutely. He's rock a rock star. star. Sure. Now I'm not just saying yeah. little kids like him because he's definitely appealing to uh adolescent mind, but that's me too, you know, for sure. Hope it never he loves to Absolutely. use language as a as a loves to use language as a as a uh, as a comedy item. So 
All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to talk about how much I love Badlands. And thank you again, Eric, for introducing me to Buffalo 66, a journey that is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's that. a reference point. We'll get me back to it. I promise Fun's you that. Over, Fun's over, Jerry. Fun's over, Jerry. I don't drive stick, <laughs> shift stick. What, what's it? I don't drive. I'm, I'm not going to drive st automatic. Let's I drive Cadillac. Shifter cars. Shifter cars. Shifter cars. Shifter cars. <laughs> Cadillacs. Cars that shift themselves. <laughs> so good. So good. Cadillac right, DeVille. <laughs> Connor that was brilliant. That was it. All right. uh, That's what it was. Thank you, everybody in the chat. That was lovely. Right. All right. See you again. All right. Drink. Talk. Drink. Talk.